You are now listening to Feeding Three, Off Each two. Other. Welcome to Feeding Off Each Other. Feeding Off Each a Other. A weekly podcast where we feed off the talent, humor, and knowledge. Oh, crap. I forgot. Uh, and awesome stories of our guests and each other. I am, each other. I'm, I'm uh, enlightened Matt Dennison. I love you. With my normie friends, David, These same men. old David Wiggins, mm-hmm. and Jason... Same old Jason living in the Matrix, Goodbye. Lucas. <laughs> living in the Matrix? Living in the Matrix. He's, that means he's blue pilled. He's in the Matrix. Yeah. Blue pilled is in the Matrix, right? Yeah, red pill is real world. Right. And that's where all the people are like, oh, fucking red pilled. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Is this where I admit that I tried watching the Matrix once and I fell asleep? Shut the fuck up. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was like a year or two ago. And that was your first time? I was tired. I should give, I should give it another oh shot. God. I should give it another <laughs> it's shot. really good. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That fucks me up. It red pills you? Uh, blue. Uh, depends mm. how you look at it. I yeah. would definitely take the blue pill. For sure. It's so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> so... Uh, coming back from Burning Man, I, I, I didn't want to become like that guy who's like, all he talks about is Burning Man and how oh, you gotta fire, go bro. and how you don't get it, man. Burning Man's not a festival. It's a feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was really, uh, hoping to find this old sketch that maybe you remember, Jason. It was like mm-hmm. Jimmy Tatro, mm-hmm. Life of Jimmy, getting back from Burning Man. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I think it's gone. It, it was probably on facebook or something i remember though he's having a discussion it's like a back and forth between him and his friend christian and they're like sitting on a balcony yeah. and he's like exactly kind of what you're just he was doing. all dressed up yeah he's like yeah you just don't get it dude it's like just a movement it's not it's like a way of life and yeah it's like i remember i remember this sketch yeah i don't know where you'd find that anymore not i'm pretty sure it was on facebook I, or instagram i i googled extensively i couldn't find it sadly. <laughs> it's probably on like meta cafe or something yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, r- ripped on Pornhub. <laughs> We're all the good content. Is. Also, Jimmy Tatro. <laughs> oh, that's Jimmy Tatro. <laughs> hey, quickly. Uh, uh, I was going to say, should we inform the audience that our timeline is now askew? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's our get multiverse that out of the way. is like <laughs> We're different. Yeah, the Matrix is broken. Yeah, so we're recording this mm-hmm. and getting it out first but we have some other pods recorded already that are coming out after this podcast yes basically we're feeding red pills to these the guys audience. are just so horny to hear my burning man stories they couldn't wait they want to get it out in the world they want the people to know mm-hmm. it's topical the people want to know yeah they want to know about the mud unlike every other podcast that we've done <laughs> it yeah. was topical when we recorded it and then it goes out six weeks later i mean yeah. we're not too topical that's not usually our vibe we're just talking about Crankworks Universal. just ended last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for so the most on our podcast. For yeah. the most part, we weren't talking about stuff that was happening. Crankworks ATM. was five weeks long <laughs> in our multiverse. It's true. So where do we begin? Yeah, uh, we t- we start with this Mahalo, my dude, bottle water bottle Ooh. here for those wow. watching. Wow! Uh, take a guess. What is this? You recognize it? Take a guess. I've Jason? Definitely yeah. recognize it. <laughs> Do you want me to say it? Yeah, say it. What is it? It looks like a Smirnoff Ice. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Uh, hopefully the Smirnoff Ice people aren't watching. Oh, Please I do mean, not season to assist us. The Russians? It's a Smirnoff Ice parody 
protected under parody law. Maybe we shouldn't have admitted that. Maybe we should have. Yeah, we should probably admit saying that. We should just say like it's an alcoholic beverage parody. <laughs> Stolishnaya cold water parody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vodka-like beverage water bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch our Mahalo My Do videos, you know that we love to ice each other. What is icing? It's when you hide a bottle of um, uh, vod- vodka. <laughs> vodka. Vodka. Inspired beverage. Inspired, citrus beverage. Yeah, citrus beverages. Uh, and then whoever happens upon them has to get on a knee and chug it on the spot. Mm-hmm. Also goes good on cake. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what are you talking about? I was talking about, yeah, I was yeah, talking about that. Oh, icing. icing. <laughs> yeah. No, no, wait, what? I was talking about that rule in hockey. Oh, no, I was talking well, about... I never understood what icing was. I was when talking about my favorite... two lines or something. I was talking about it's my stupid. favorite terrorist group. <laughs> icing. Icing is. Icing is. Did I get that right? Icing in hockey is when it passes two lines? Uh, no. Oh, sort, sort of, yes. It's when you dump the puck in before the center line, and then it goes to the opposite zone. So... Does cross two lines. Uh, that's actually three lines. Boring. <laughs> they clicked on this because they want to hear about Burning Man, not freaking hockey rules. Come on. Well, you asked me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, this and I a, realized it was going in a very bad This is a trap. I feel like anytime I basically start any little story, you guys are like, oh, I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then you play a hundred sound effects. <laughs> I heard you guys got called out last week for going crazy on the sound effects when we are doing our podcast together. But when we have a guest, we we get shy. We back off. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes the guests are talking about really sad or like deep things. And, you know, you don't want to just be like, yeah, mid. That would not, yeah. I feel like 99% of the time they're not talking about anything meaningful, though. Yeah, but sometimes it they're can in interrupt a, a train of thought. And yeah. then they're like, wait, what was I doing? But you gotta imagine that there's a live studio audience, and they're all they're all they want the fart, they want it. You know, mm. you gotta forget that it's just um, us with a guest. Pins and needles. Yeah, that's what that's what they want. <laughs> uh, so the last time I saw you, we were on the podcast, and I said you guys are gonna miss me. Mm-hmm. How how do you feel? Did you guys miss me? I did miss you. Yeah. Aww. There, there was that a was expected. there was a level of energy missing from the spit. You know, when it's just two people. You're just kind of like. Hey. Yeah, we got on each other's nerves real bad too. Yeah, I bet you guys talked about so many TV shows and movies that you're watching right we now. We didn't really. No, we didn't talk at all. Really. No. No, it was kind of just a lot uh, of kissing lessons though. Who <laughs> mm. is the teacher? Me. He's getting married, so he's like, I don't know what, like, because mm. he's a virgin, right? <laughs> he's going in cold. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Completely cold. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised she said yes. Yeah, his lips are warm now, though. <laughs> oh, that's nice. They're so chapped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got so much of the freaking recap here. It's you know what? I'm glad that we have the. What you putting up your hand? What? I was oh, just gonna say, uh, should we introduce? I'll introduce the fourth. My lovely second half, Brooke, hey, in the house. Listen. Hello. <laughs> wow, what a pleasant voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's good not to hear Big Al. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> and look at the posture. Look at her posture. Fantastic. Yeah. Is this good? Her, she's so chill. One arm up. Real Kendall gender. Whenever yeah. we look over at Big Al, he looks like he's got his, his shoulders up and he's, his neck is cranked to the side. Ow, I literally got a neck spasm doing that. Shouldn't have done that. Oh, that's oh. hot. You guys all with your bad backs. Oh, you gotta be careful. God, that hurt. You guys ever do that? You like just try like like forcing your neck, like squeeze too hard, and then all of a sudden your neck just goes into a spasm. No, never. Squeeze what? Oh God, that. Dave, massage me later. 
Anyways, uh, Brooke is in the house, and we're here to... Originally, we were going to do this Burning Man recap story with Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time Andrew Santos was on the pod, mm-hmm. he was recalling his Burning Man stories. We weren't with him. Uh, but he's sick. And as you can tell, I'm a little sick, too. Mm-hmm. Sick. Sick. <laughs> sick. Yeah, I'm a little sick. I'm just, like, a little sick. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I am a little sick. I actually felt like crap when I woke up this morning. I felt I felt good yesterday, and I was like, "All right, I'm getting over the hump. I feel better." And then I woke up this morning. I don't know what happened. I feel a little worse. So, thank you all for being here with me today. Yeah, I can't wait to get sick. Yeah, <laughs> crap. Yeah, <laughs> got a lot sorry, of stuff guys. to do. <laughs> sorry. So how do we how do we want to start this journey? Well, I feel like maybe we should try our best to go through this chronologically. What do you think, Brooke? There wasn't a whole lot at the beginning, other than building some stuff. I don't know if there's any crazy stories, but yeah, we can go pretty much chronological. We yeah. can at least tables set about like how you went there and like you can give the bullet points and then and then you can expand upon the moments that are more exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny like I Burning Man everybody has this feeling of FOMO like you're going to miss out, the fear of missing out. And it's true, you get there, you feel like you're, there's so many things you can do, you're going to miss out, and then you come home, and then you feel like, ah, I missed out on so much stuff, and now I'm on the podcast, and I'm like, I have a fear of missing out to details. It's just this constant fear of FOMO around Burning Man. It's What's insane. Blazing Guy? Well, I mean, people won't <laughs> Is that know. that the Simpsons episode? <laughs> Did you guys see that? Yeah. Which the, one? Simpsons Burning Man. I just no. watched it. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah. I didn't know about it until after returning. Must, must have been like a newer-ish episode yeah, yeah i think so it's pretty new. yeah season 26 it's amazing they have this like trip sequence where they're doing drugs and uh it's funny they have like all the reoccurring characters from old uh trip sequences but uh, it's it's amazing the animation is incredible i'm just realizing you kind of look like disco stew right now hey, disco stew's ready to tell stories to you you sound insane yeah <laughs> <clears throat> uh yeah so anyways where do we begin okay burning man uh, it's, you know, the thing that I was most excited for was coming back and having the context of what it is. Cause like for so many years I've known about this thing. My first time I ever learned about Burning Man was actually in film school. Don't know if I told you guys, but the very first editing project I had, the, the, the teacher gave us his Burning Man footage and we just had to make something with it. And I edited a thing to glitch mob. You know, Glitch mm-hmm. Mob, Jason. Mm-hmm. Sick music. Uh, all the best mountain bike videos were being mm-hmm. edited to this music. It's very, like, electronic and cool. It's, like, made for c- fast cuts and stuff. I edited something to that. The footage was, like, the size of a peanut. It was so l- low resolution. And, yeah, I guess I was, like, 19 or something, 20. And that was my first exposure. And then, I guess, second time I really started to hear a lot about Burning Man was when our friends from High in Life, rest in peace, they went to Burning Man. They made an awesome video and uh, really inspired me to like hopefully one day go. And then fast forward a few years later, Andrew Santos goes to Burning Man. He joins a camp. The following year, there's this opening. He invites Brooke and I to go. So that's kind of my like relationship with Burning Man. And I was really excited just to come back and have the context to like know what it's like out there, be able to watch these videos and be like, oh, okay, I get it now. I get where everything is and like get the size and the the scale of everything. And, you know, there's a lot of like um, uh, negative connotations and, and things that just aren't, where they're kind of like blown out of proportion, you know, like drug use and people, hippies and partying. Like it is truly so much more than just like a music festival or uh, just a place to go get, 
high or drunk. It's, it's, it's unique. It's whatever you want to make it. It's insane. So that was what I was most excited for. Um, I'm curious. What do you guys think Burning Man is? Jason? Um, Help me, Desert Weirdos! Um, I know. I think it's... I thought it was exactly that, what you're saying. It, like, it's a gathering of people who want to kind of live in a different way for a certain amount of time and also like how do i put it it's not a music festival it's not the i wouldn't i don't think i've ever thought of as like the place to go do drugs or like get high i mean i'm sure you can do that you can do whatever you want it feels like a real choose your own adventure exactly choose your own adventure meet new people experience new things but yeah i feel like you're right like the media kind of blows it out of proportion usually where they're like it's just a bunch of like it's kind of like when you think of woodstock it's like those anti establishment people that want to like i don't see it as that either i feel like it's just an experience it seems like kind of actually going to a different planet like it's like a group of people decided to go to mars and they're like and for you know a week or two we're gonna live on mars we're gonna create new rules and we're gonna you know, do things a little bit differently and, and then you just have that experience. And sometimes I imagine that experience is a lot of drugs or is a lot of X, Y, Z or you know, people fucking sitting around knitting. I don't know. Like, but it's just like, I imagine there's all these like different pockets and things and craziness. Brooke. What do I think? What it did is? you think burning man was before? Um, and and did, did it change? Did, did your expectation change at all? I thought it was definitely a big party, but as time went on, I saw a bunch of, social media about it saying it's life-changing it's a very spiritual place you can meet so many different types of people um and yeah it i would say it met my expectations like i i researched it so much and um i i knew it was going to be really big uh an expansive place and it actually met my expectations. I thought it might be bigger than I'd expected, but yeah, it, it was incredible. Um, all the, I, I wanted to go there mostly for the art, um, seeing all the art around, just meeting new people, meeting like-minded people and artists, and I got just that. It was awesome. It's kind of like Red Bull Rampage when you know everything is like gigantic and the scale is massive, and you, and you expect that, but then you show up and it exceeds your expectations the desert out there like the playa the 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 lake bed that is dried up that's just now flat like sand basically it's freaking massive like it, it's huge the 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 um the venue is massive but then you like reach the outer edge and it just goes and goes and goes and goes you can't even see the edge of it it's insane and the media definitely blow continued to like blow everything out of proportion this year because as you probably know now there is like insane mud fest out there the rainstorms they got one or two months of rain in like a couple days mm-hmm. and because of hurricane hillary uh i don't know like i don't know if time. it was could yeah. definitely be a result of lock her up that. lock oh, her up no, different hillary sorry. <laughs> uh yeah and uh, the yeah the man there's just it was it was insane it, it, it was a national state of emergency according to the news which i guess national. for some people which for, I, I guess for some people it, that was true because some people probably did not have the necessary preparations to keep themselves sustained out there. Yeah, Diplo really fucked up. <laughs> Chris Rock. 
those guys would be fine. They would be able to just like go to any like neighbor and be like, hey, can I get some food? Can I get this? Can I get this? But I think Diplo had like a show the next day to get to. And so mm-hmm. that's why he bailed. Anyway, he dipped. He dipped. He dipped. Pretty high, actually. Yeah. He dipped low key. <laughs> For uh, the majority of people, so. we all expected to be there until Monday, and the rain happened on Friday. So. Mm-hmm. Most people were prepared for that. Thursday or Friday? Uh, maybe Thursday night. Everything's a blur. Yeah. <laughs> but, learning, man. But there was very few people that were underprepared unless they planned to leave on like Saturday or Sunday. And apparently people were distributing their food and water as they needed. So it was pretty chill. The media definitely made it seem a lot worse than it actually was. So I think my expectation of Burning Man before was... Uh, yeah, it was going to be like this crazy party and like uh, it was going to be a bit like uncomfortable with like crazy hippies and putting yourself out there and expressing yourself. I think it was like much more comfortable than I expected, at least for us. Um, and I would probably describe it now as like, it's definitely a bunch of things. Like the main thing is it's a city. It's 80,000 people, 70, 80,000 people. Uh, so like a city like Vancouver, you get like everything. You get the people who are staying at home knitting. You get the people who are doing all the drugs. You get the people who are there for the art. You get people who are just cooking. You get people who are sick and not doing anything. It's like all walks of life, everything, right? Everybody kind of has their own mission out there and own intent. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the thing that I didn't really like uh, uh, value until we showed up was that it's really just like this gigantic outdoor art gallery, mm-hmm. which just like blows your mind. Uh, the crazy art that like there's some things out there that it just like I didn't even know existed or like I couldn't uh, I didn't know my brain or my eyes would could perceive something in such a way like it's pretty hard to explain mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll get to it but there's just things where you're just like whoa and it just unlocks this new thing we're like that's crazy I've never seen something like that before and it, yeah so let's take it from the top I guess from when we left we road trip down we did like an 18-hour drive with Andrew, uh, splitting rolls. We drove through Seattle first. We made it our first stop in Vancouver. Washington. Washington. Mm. The much less... The imposter. Much less nice <laughs> Vancouver. Have you guys been? Mm-hmm. I think I've driven through. I love when people from the States are like, I'm from Vancouver, and they're like, oh, which one? And I'm like, fuck get the fuck out of here <laughs> what do you mean that's what would, what would, would <laughs> you expect it would be like if i'm like oh i'm from paris and i have a french accent they're like oh texas no <laughs> there's yeah. a paris in texas yeah, yeah there, there is. is there's a london ontario i don't know no vancouver washington <laughs> is so small it's not that small it's not that big but where are you getting asked that question i don't know seattle I don't right know. next to vancouver washington i'm just kind of like knock it off You'd more likely say, I'm from Washington than say, I'm from Vancouver. Yeah, because it's like Vancouver, the name brand Vancouver is here. It's to be like being like, oh, I'm Cheerios. No, no, this clothing brand Cheerios that I wear. And it's like, no, I thought you were talking about the cereal. Uh, Anyways, it doesn't matter. Vancouver, (laughs) Vancouver, Washington. Anyway. I I feel you because it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. It's nowhere. Sucks. Oh God, our Vancouver listeners. <laughs> it's. I mean, compared to this Vancouver, I don't know. It's just like what? What is it with these American cities that you sh- like the the strip malls with these endless like red signs that they're like it'll just say like nail salon or like 
deli and it's all the same sign like red block letters mm -hmm. with fluorescence behind it mm -hmm. like why is that a thing in the united states every state you go to it's 190,000 people so i'm sorry it's pretty big that's not big Dude, that's our whole audience that's, that's bigger than most like bc towns and cities yeah but it doesn't even make the top <laughs> they're coming for you bajillion they're coming for you have they had the olympics mm. <laughs> dude i was driving into vancouver the other day and uh like our which vancouver <laughs> I, oh fuck off <laughs> which, which one paris and there's this like we still have the sign that says vancouver home of the 2010 olympics yeah i'll be there thinking, for a long time yeah when have they taken that down no never never no yeah, why would you i don't know it's like home of a sports event yeah. Oh, it's bigger it's than a major, that. major thing. People can, still like have like 1970, like home the 1980 something Olympics. I'm sure, yeah. Like Salt Lake City. That was it, it, later than that. It's a real badge that your city exists. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, they've never had the Olympics in Vancouver, Washington, and they never will. That's for sure. <laughs> We're planting that flag now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's Battle of Vancouver's. I got I to gotta hold it down for my yeah. own. Do you think they'll ever do a Burning Man Olympics? Um, I don't know if there will even be another Burning Man is the word on the street. Um, yeah, right. Doubt yeah, that. I doubt it. It's too big of a moneymaker. It's like the arrogance of people that are so certain there's going to be an apocalypse in their lifetime. It's like, okay, come on, settle down. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, Burning Man, Burning Man was canceled a few years ago. Well, the, COVID? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, but that's a major world. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. If you were there on the ground, you would understand. When you're here in the comfort of your house and you're like, oh, it's a moneymaker. That's never going to happen. Like when you're there and you're like uh -huh. listening to the people and like shit's going down and like it's kind of catastrophic and like shit is, I'm putting, I'm doing air quotes, getting ruined. Mm -hmm. you, you start to think, eh, yeah, there might be someone up in higher up in the government that's like no no more like, oh it might be the government that shuts it down well yeah the i mean it's, it's on federal land the oh. playa is federal land that's okay. uh, it's blm though right bureau of land management yeah black lives matter no no, no. Oh, okay. blm so the rules out there are different and it's it's the government cooperating with the burning man organization mm. so it's not just burning man saying yeah well hell yeah we're making money I see. I did the math and like 80,000 people times the $575 ticket is like $46 million for the ticket alone or something like that. Which probably goes away pretty quickly once you pay all the staff and set up all those picket fences and whatnot. Yeah, people are still making money. Yeah, people are making money. But anyways, so we did the road trip. We went to Vancouver. It was a lovely place. We had tacos. Um, <laughs> that was the best part. Taco time? <laughs> no, it was like a food truck. Um... And uh, and then we made our way to Oak Ridge, Oregon, and we stayed in a motel, very nice motel, and we made it to on day two the Iveson Ranch. And the Iveson Ranch, I, I'm curious to know if you if any of this stuck with you since the last time Santos explained all of this to us. It's very so, little. <laughs> it's so hard to uh, like when there's all these details and all these people and all these locations. It's so hard to really like gain context of it, right? Mm -hmm. And like so much of it, yeah, just went in one year and out the other. When Santos is telling us, just because it's hard to hold on to all the information. He's not a good storyteller. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Andrew. Yeah, You're he's a good definitely listening to this podcast. Shots he's a fire. good storyteller. I've never backpedaling. Said that. We once called this. We once thought we would call this po podcast backpedaling. That would be an appropriate moment. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, the Iveson Ranch uh, is a just a it's a small ranch, farm ranch, 
basically like 30 minutes north of where Burning Man place takes place. And it has become, it's just, it's owned by a, a woman. Uh, it's like a private ranch. But now, because it's so close to the Black Rock City venue, people with these art cars uh, and these big like art projects, they use the ranch as their home base to set up and, you know, get all their ducks in a row and then make it onto the playa. So that's what... Uh, that's what our camp, Ouroboros, home of the Serpent Queen. The Serpent Queen is our art car, mm-hmm. which Santos explained. Do you remember what the art car is? Mm-hmm. And is the it? snake eating its own tails, the Ouroboros. That's the, that's the Ouroboros. Yeah. Very well. Mm-hmm. You paid attention in mythology class. No, we talked about it last pod. Oh, okay. And you paid attention last was? pod. Or no, next technically next pod. <laughs> no, my, my question is, do you remember what the Serpent Queen was? What the art car of this camp is? It's that thing, right? Oh, well, you freak, a, isn't it? Brooke, way to ruin it. Come on. Yeah, isn't it the steam, the steam engine steam type boat. steam boat with yeah. the serpent head? Yeah. I remember. Wait, what do you call it? River boat. River boat. River boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Technicalities. Yeah, it says river boat. And it is, I guess it's the creation of a few people. <laughs> uh, these are like film folks that we met. Um, LA folk. JB, Christina, Jack. Uh, Jack is a race car. I think he's a he's a hot rod race car driver. Brilliant dude, mechanic. Oh, that's hot. Is, it, is his name Rodney? Loves to party. <laughs> Could be. Okay. But I thought his name was Jack. Maybe his middle name's Rod. Um, and then JB, producer, LA producer, Christina, like uh, also producer, filmmaker. They, I guess, you know. I never really got the like origin story because I know if you ask the story, it starts like a three hour long <laughs> book. Podcast. Of, yeah, podcast. But uh, yeah, I guess it's just their crazy creation. And then one day they decide, let's make an art car for Burning Man. And like these guys have been going since, or at least JB, the leader of this camp, has been going since the 90s. And um, man, they've just worked their butt off to get make this thing come to life. And it's a really cool... Um, piece of art it's it's an old bus you can see like the second half there it's it's a bus that's been converted into a boat so it has like a top deck it has this pilot house and which now has a bar in it um there's uh the deck is large enough that they put a grand piano or maybe a baby grand piano Mm. on top uh i don't know anything about pianos uh you what else is cool with this? Those smokestack things at the top, they're called poofers. So there's, there's uh, at the bottom of the stacks, there's tanks of propane and there's a switch in there and they'll blow, they'll blow like fire, huge fire um, out of the top of the smokestacks. Now, is this street legal? <laughs> <laughs> they used to drive this thing from, or maybe they would pull it on a trailer. I'm not quite sure, but they would transport it from L.A., and it, I think it would be an absolute nightmare. And there's this epic story that JB, the leader, leader of the camp, he'll, he'll, he, said, he tells, um, and it broke down one time and they had to take it to like a kind of just like a mechanic uh, auto shop off the side of the road. And they're like, can you fix this in a couple of days? We really need a fix. And they said, there's no way we can't do it. And he said, I'll pay you good money. How much will it cost? And they're like, a thousand bucks. He's like, I'll pay you three. And then they turned it around and they put a garbage truck transmission into it. So the thing only has like a couple speeds. Mm-hmm. And it goes so slow. It's but negotiating. 
A thousand dollars. I'll triple it. Triple it. <laughs> well, you got it done. And uh, uh, yeah, I think the thing must be pretty powerful at this point to carry all of that wood and materials that have been added on top of the bus. Like, uh, there's a massive generator that I think powers it. There's so much like electronics and lighting in this thing, and it'll carry like 40 people. And the thing now. I, I don't know how old it is. Maybe it's like 10 or 15 years old, somewhere in between there. It, it has a suspension issue and it kind of leans to the side a little mm, bit. Like just, a boat. It's like me. <laughs> yeah. So throughout the experience, everyone now and then, uh, one of the camp leads would be like, don't stand there. He'd be like, why? Be like, because we're leaning to the left. Stand on the other side. Oh, okay. All right, so everybody would just go to one side of the boat to like, starboard, port, yeah. starboard, <laughs> port. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Dave. Personal question. Yeah. What underwear are you wearing right now? Huh, well, I'm glad you asked, Matthew. <laughs> I'm wearing my favorite pair of Beneath underwear. Ooh. Ooh, Beneath. They started right here in Vancouver, didn't they? <laughs> right as always, Jason. They used to be called My Package, but now that name refers to the My Package pouch technology that is built right into their underwear and bottoms to keep you comfortably supported no matter where your day takes you. Yeah, it's like a little hammock supporting your private bits, and they've put that same technology into their North Shore bike liner short. How, how little of a hammock, Matt? So little. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> Just want to be clear. <laughs> we've been wearing them for over a year now on Mahalo, my dude, and we've never felt more supported down there. Yeah, I've been loving the liner shorts, and I was stoked to see them come out with this bib version this past spring, and I've been using them on the longer rides, and boy, do they feel comfy. Mm, what about non-mountain bikers? Great question, Matthew. Well, for us non-mountain bikers, Beneath also has a ton of base layers, two-in-one shorts, and of course, underwear. Under there? Underwear. They're also taking every possible action towards having a lesser impact on the environment through their use of sustainable materials and methods. And right now, Beneath is offering exclusively for feeding off each other listeners, aka chothers, to save 25% off their next order from Beneath. So head over to Beneath.com or CA. That's B N 3 T H.com and use the code FEEDING25 at checkout. And, and now back, back to, to the, the pod. Um, so, anyways, that's the, that's the art card that we were preparing. So, our mission to get to Iveson Ranch. Uh, was to basically de-winterize it. So every every year after the burn, they tarp this thing up like crazy. They seal it because the thing is, it's so made it, like it's it's period specific. Like it's made a hundred years ago. Like every latch on this thing is super mm, old. The doorknob mm. is a hundred and fifty years old. There's a key that's a unique key that if you lose it, they're screwed. Everything is old as heck on this thing. Dude. So it stays at the ranch all year. No, they they. Well, actually, I guess it does now. Is it? Does it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. That would make sense. Otherwise, they're transporting from LA, which they no longer do because of the nightmares involved. Um, yeah, so they, they keep it there. And then every year, I think now they have like a, a small team come in in the summer and they tune it up and they like add, you know, they'll like fix up the bar. Or they'll add, they'll do some like carpentry to it. Mm. Pretty impressive stuff. And one of the guys in this camp, his name's Justinian thinking back to the podcast with santos he probably told us about him mm. this guy's this guy's like he like took a time machine I'm, I'm probably 
word for word saying what Santo said to us last year. It's okay. He, it's like he took a time machine from like 1900s, like early 1900s, and he made it here. And this guy knows how to fix anything. He's like one of the OG burners. He's super nice dude. He can fix anything. He's, and he's, I think he designed the boat and everything that kind of looks old fashioned on this is probably a result of his mind. It's, is his real name Justinian? I my name is Jeff. I think so. <laughs> Jeff Finian. I, Justinian, I think so. It sounds like the kind of name that you're a Burning Man guy and you're like, Man, my name's now Justinian. <laughs> I think it might be Justinian. I, I don't know. Let's, see the, let's see the birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't ask me many questions out there. You just yeah. take things at face value. There's nothing wrong with that. You can rebrand. There were, there was a few <laughs> names that we learned that you think, what? Is that your real name? Or are you telling me your playa name? I don't know. Go ahead. Justinian also is the elastic band man excuse me mm, yeah this guy he, he, he traveled with a freak show and he's like double jointed or whatever he can fit him through himself through a tennis racket oh i thought you were gonna tell me he was the heir to like the elastic band fortune i'm like holy <laughs> shit <laughs> that would oh. be way cooler <laughs> it would <laughs> you have so much freaking money so anyways there's so much talent within this uh this kind of like core group that started the whole thing and the carpentry and all the like mechanics involved is super impressive. But the reason that these people have a camp of 40 people, including Brooke and I is because it's a life support to get this thing off the ground every year. Mm -hmm. It, these guys also like you've been camping with me. I bring mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. Mm. You know, I like having all the comforts. These guys triple that they bring everything. They have, everything and the kitchen sink they literally have kitchen sinks i think there's three kitchen sinks that we bring out there or two yeah, or something yeah there's two no there's there's is there yeah there's two kitchen sinks everything and both kitchen sinks out there so we're out there at the ranch for maybe two days before we depart onto the playa just to basically like unload a box truck full of junk you know it's not junk but like tables and generators and propane tanks and miter saws and table saws and every tool like everything you could need for like the craziest camping two weeks of your life um we're there to take all the tarps off the boats we're dude it's just hard labor with the probably one of the first things we did was the gigantic water tanks we had to spray out um with bleach with like a power pressure washer um, you got photos of that. We got photos of everything. We're just like cleaning everything because over the winter, there's like rat poo on everything. Mm -hmm. We were lucky enough. We were the one percenters on the playa that were um, staying in an RV because uh, Camp Leeds offered it to us for for some money. Uh, we could stay in one of their RVs, which was amazing. But we had to completely clean it out ourselves. And it was like a disaster, right? It was like it had been sitting there throughout the winter since last burning man so it's like covered in dust it's covered in mouse shit it was basically like remember millennial home buyer mm. it was like that but not quite as bad that was fucked that millennial was home fucked. buyer was one of, our music, one of our music videos and we literally shot in like a decrepit old house that hadn't been lived a in abandoned home abandoned by an old man who like no longer cared about the home and everything inside looked like it was from the 60s or 50s like super old radio and then like the floor was you know, molded and if you go watch that video on our YouTube channel, IFHD Films, you will see that it is a crappy home. And <laughs> just imagine it's just mouse poop. And Everywhere. We wanted it to be crappy 
and we had to make it nicer just to be able to shoot there. Like there was no set design really yeah. needed. It was so gnarly. So we're masked up because when you're cleaning mouse poo, like mm-hmm. the that gets in the air into your lungs. It's Haunt, no good. Hantavirus. Yeah, it's no good. So oh, man, there's two RVs we had to clean. We had to clean out our RV, but also Brooke had to clean out other people's RV for them. Mm. So we're like doing a ton of work, and it's just voluntary. It's and and there's a very small percentage of the the camp that's actually doing this hard work mm. beforehand. We're like the 10% of 20% of camp that's showing up and just doing all this hard work for many days in a row just because. And then like later half the crew kind of shows up and they're like, this is great. This is comfortable. When's dinner? And you are, are you, are you kind of earning your stripes though as newbies? Some people never, you know, do that air quoting. They never feel the need to do that. Right. I think some people are just not built that way. Brooke and I, you know, we're down to get our hands dirty and, and down to earn our stripes. And, you know, we want to make a good impression on these guys. We don't know who any of these people are, so why not? And Andrew, I don't know. We're just trusting Andrew. <laughs> and it was hard, man. It was some of the hardest days there on the ranch. And, dude, I don't even know. What, what else can I say about how well, hard it was out there? We worked so hard. I ended up getting terribly sick. Mm-hmm. Only within a mm. day and a half of work. Hantavirus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I honestly wondered. I don't know what the symptoms are. But yeah, got very sick. Um, I would say you're working in such extreme heat. Uh, the thing I noticed is like midway through the day, you would literally feel like you're on drugs. Like it's sick. Yeah, you're just working so hard in the heat that yeah, you, you feel like you're hallucinating almost. <laughs> you start to feel your mortality a little bit, and you're like, am I dying? We're, we're soft Vancouverites. You know, we're used to the cold weather. You know, there's people Sorry, out which there. One? Uh, Vanco- uh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Come on. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. It, it, it's hard work, whatever. But Brooke's like doing like super like heavy lifting and stuff, and she's we're doing like 15 jobs. And basically, like we're just at the... We're at the mercy of like our director who I'll call him our director there who he's, he's got a million things on his mind. I compare him to me a lot because like when we're on set, there's a million things we have to do. You got everybody asking you a question, pulling you a different way. There's a new issue, a new issue over there, new problem. Something broke down over there. He's dealing with everything. And uh, one of his good buddies calls him the squirrel. And uh, we're just kind of at the mercy of like, what, what needs to be done? What needs to be done? And he's checking your work. He's t- keeping tabs on you. Like you're under a pretty close microscope when you're out there. What makes him the squirrel? Uh, just, I mean, you can imagine. They have so many things. He's nuts. You have, he's, yeah, he's goddamn nuts. He's got a huge bushy tail yeah. and he stores, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he's just got so much on his mind. Gotcha. And like, you know, he'll be like, all right, we're having a team meeting in five minutes. And then it's like, you're sitting there for 45 minutes. And then he's like, all right, team meeting's off. We'll, we'll do it later. We'll do it at dinner. There he is, JB. It, it, does that remind you of me? Guy on a Segway, on like a hoverboard Segway thing? It does. Yeah. This guy rips around everywhere and uh, just kicks ass on that thing. I was super jealous I didn't bring mine. <laughs> so, yeah, we spent a few days on the ranch. It was pretty cool because... Um, our neighbors were Cirque du Soleil. Mm. Mm. Sh- Brooke, if you can find those uh, photos of the trucks. Dude, these trucks were incredible. Like the, so Ooh, yeah, they had these RVs pulling trailers. 
uh, and I guess they had like box trucks with equipment, but each truck has these super detailed, absolutely perfect kind of like a whole, uh, psychedelic paintings of tree frogs and mushrooms. Murals. Mur murals, yeah. But like, are these done by hand? Are these uh, vinyl wraps? I can't tell, but they're unbelievable. I feel like they're done by hand. I feel like this is some of the best uh, vehicle art I'll ever see in my life. Mm -hmm. I took a million photos of these things because I thought, I thought they were so rad. But yeah, we learned that it was Cirque du Soleil. So Cirque du Soleil, mm -hmm. they have, uh, what we learned later was they have a plug and play camp, meaning they, sh and this could be a rumor, I don't know, but they basically set up camp for people who pay a lot of money to just show up and relax and enjoy the experience, right? But uh, yeah, those people were our neighbors. We ha there was a lot of people at this ranch, dude. And I think this was this year there was more people than there had ever been because I think it's catching on that like this ranch hosts uh, people in their art cars. So there was probably like, I don't know, 30 RVs there and all. It's like, it was kind of like a pre burning man mm. and we're mm. all sharing one bathroom. What? And there's like, uh, you know, at least a hundred people there. There's probably like, I don't know, 150 people. I have no idea. And but for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> you're all sharing one bathroom. So this is your last chance to shower too before the playa, right? And yeah. you line up for the shower, but you're lined up with like eight other people. And then you're like, all right, okay, this is going slow. And then you're like, one person leaves, one, another person has a shower and then one person shows up and they're like, guys, I got to just like take a number two. Can I, can I just get in there? And you're like, yeah, sure. No problem. And then they come out. Then the next person showers. Then you have two more people that got to take a dump. And then I would just give up. I would just give up. I'm like, there's no way I'm having a shower. There's no fucking way. So you got to really time it well. And when we first showed up, like it was like a known issue. Like, okay, there's, this is more people than have ever shown up. There's one bathroom. Like, we need to talk about this. So it was it was someone, a new challenge. Someone really. should be ordering like a porter potty out there. You know, you live and you learn. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did the RV not have a bathroom? Yeah, but at this point, it was like a no-go zone. Like you, we, because we're gonna go out in the playa for a week. Like you can't start pissing in there because there's no place to dump it. So oh. you want to reserve all of your number ones and twos. Oh, I guess for shower too, you'd gray water. Yeah, like mm. you you want to reserve all that stuff and save it for when you're gonna actually be mm. at Burning mm. Man. So the bathroom was uh, was uh, hilariously busy. Um, you ever poop in a hole? No, no, no oh. pooping in a hole out there. Um, and then there was a kitchen too. That was super busy. But the, probably the, the coolest thing that happened out there on the ranch before we even got to Burning Man was uh, some people were testing out their like laser. Uh, I posted this actually. It was the one thing I posted before we went on the ply and lost data. But... This laser was so powerful. It was like a projector that could reach the mountainside. So mm. you could project whatever you want on the mountain. And uh, they just projected like Ives and Ranch. I don't think I have a photo of that. But you can see there in the photo, like uh, the blue and green. That was yeah. like, the kind of remnants of the laser. Nice. That, that cat there that made a steel or whatever, that was one of the art cars that was, um, uh, I guess they were building or preparing to bring out to the playa. And then the fire here, this was like the first burn. They, someone had made like a little statue. I can't remember what it was. It was a horse? Yeah, it was a horse. Oh, it was the Iveson Ranch horse, their mascot. Someone made out of wood. It was, it was really incredible. And then uh, they burned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do out there. You build shit and then you burn Wait, it. Up. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of, I don't know, more or less uh, describes our Iveson Ranch. We got to meet like the first core people who really like 
held it down for everybody. They did like the majority of the work throughout the two weeks. Great people. Like everybody is awesome. Uh, definitely inspiring. Like the talent amongst some of those people is unbelievable. Like the, uh, one of the women, Lauren, she works on boats uh, throughout the year. Oh, hardest working woman. I think I know. Besides Brooke. No, no, I think Brooke would agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this girl is badass. Yeah. And I, I complimented her with that. And she said, that's not a compliment. Because I guess she feels like she doesn't enjoy herself enough. And she just works. Mm. She said it was an unfavorable skill. Mm. Uh, yeah, but a lot, a lot of talent out there. And it was great to meet everybody. So we busted our butts. And uh, so there was even like kind of like drama before arriving to, before we departed to, because we had to, we had to take all of these RVs and the vehicles and drive basically just, I think it's 40 kilometers to 30 kilometers to Burning Man. But in that art car, in the bus, it's so slow. Mm -hmm. And I think last year they had a bunch of uh, flat tires on the way. We didn't have any flat tire. Mm -hmm. We were super lucky. But the, the drama was that we, before we arrived, there was uh, rain. So even before, yeah, before we even departed Vancouver, I think there was a photo on Reddit of like a flood and it said the, the headline was like Burning Man is canceled this year. Burning Man is not happening. I definitely saw that. Yeah. The that, rain is why there was so many people at the ranch. It's oh, because okay. they couldn't even enter Playa. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So from the get-go, the rain was already causing problems. Um, and... It's just, there's so much uncertainty out there because you can't have someone, it's hard for you to have someone who's out there on the ground, on the playa, looking about and seeing the, like, the reality of the situation and then relaying the info back to us because there's very little reception and whatnot. So you're just mm -hmm. kind of like guessing and you're going with your guts and your wits and you're just kind of making a leap and just going out there. So it took us like a whole day to decide when are we going to go? When are we going to go? And we ended up leaving like past dark. And so we did like a real late night um, voyage to the front gates of, of Burning Man. Mm. And yeah, we made it to Burning Man. We made it to the, the gates and the very first, like Burning Man is known for gifting. You know, nothing, nothing is, you don't spend money there. Everything's free. And, and uh, my first experience with a gift was waiting in line. Someone comes up to our vehicle and offers us ginger. He like gives, he has like three bags of ginger and chopsticks. He's like, Hey, you guys ever tried this ginger? All right, this one, this one has an aftertaste of root beer. This one has an aftertaste, aftertaste of lemon. And this one is super, super salty. We try them all. The salt one was disgusting. The root beer was <laughs> delicious. But I was like, this is great. Everybody's just like looking for an excuse to give you something or like you know feel good by giving something. so this ginger was it prepared to taste these ways like is it <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure if he like had he was growing ginger and the yeah. varieties or i forgot the story at this point but like <laughs> he, he this is what the guy did he like cultivated mm. his ginger he like made his ginger i'm pretty sure and uh yeah he just had this like fine selection of gingers and he would just take them out with a chopstick and give them to, give them to you and he just pulled up to our car in a you know, a line of hundreds of people and says, right. Hey, you guys like ginger? He's just like, and then, you know, this whole exchange is like 10 minutes and we're moving slowly through the line and he's like jogging with us to try and keep <laughs> up with us. But he's in no rush to like go meet the next guy. He's just like having a moment with us. That was my first moment of like, Oh, that's cool. Someone just like kind of gave us something. 
it's just ginger, but it was nice. Uh, we arrived earlier than the public. Mm. So normally the public, uh, they arrive on, is it the Sunday or the Monday? Um, I guess it's Monday. I think Sunday. I think it opens Sunday at midnight. Okay. Actually. But we arrive on, was it Thursday? So three Wednesday. days. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Okay. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we're there like four days before the public's even arriving. And we're there just to strike camp. So we're there to, like when we show up, there's, there are lots of tents. Um, but compared to what it becomes, there's like, it's, it's empty. Mm-hmm. And, and the ground is all perfect. So what the rain had done before arriving had actually made the playa like perfect conditions. Cause well, at least what I heard was that it flattened it a little bit mm. and because there's no footsteps, it just remained flat and then it dried up and it was just got this perfectly smooth surface. So the veterans that we were with our camp leads, they were all claiming like, this is going to be a good burning man. This is going to be amazing burning man. The, the playa has never been this smooth. And, and I knew at that moment when he was saying that, I'm like, this is going to, this, everything's going to turn because it's going so well right now. Something bad is bound to happen. <laughs> it can't, it won't sustain itself. Maybe it's just my like pessimistic self or something, but I was like, I've, I've been in this situation before. It's like, it's either going to start bad and end good, or it's going to start good and, and bad or whatever. I'm in danger. Yeah. So you, we line up and then the, the classic thing you're supposed to do with the greeters, like you, you get to these like gnarly like burning man dudes and vests and they're like kind of scary, kind of goofy all walks of life. And they, uh, if you're a virgin, you're supposed to get out of your car, lay in your back and do a dust starfish. Like a burning man virgin. Yeah. Burning man virgin. Uh, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. I was like, how would they know? <laughs> and, uh, there were no greeters for us. There were no greeters. I guess we were so early that in the rain and messed things up, there was nobody there for us. So there, we didn't get the like typical virgin experience. Mm. Not only do you, you're supposed to do the dust angel. You're, you're given the book. This is the book, the infamous book. This book has like a schedule of events, mm. everything that, you know, is going to take place at all the camps. This is like the source of the biggest source of FOMO on the playa. Mm. Cause there's all these rad things in here. Uh, but you're never going to make it all. Mm-hmm. You, you just can't right so some people choose to not read this until the event is over because they can't deal with fomo that was actually probably my biggest like uh, intent throughout the whole thing was to not feel fomo and just be okay with whatever and i was proud of proud of what i what i achieved out there in terms of not feeling like i was missing out yeah, just be the guy handing out ginger <laughs> yeah <laughs> or i'll be the guy receiving the ginger um sounded wrong so yeah, we, we, we arrived and Brooke did the dust angel and we, she, she did her own dust angel. One of our camp leads was like, it was well, a lot more like sandpaper. I was there, say, was, there was yeah. no dust yeah, whatsoever. True. Yeah. Cause the rain kind of like, like a cat's, like a cat's tongue. Yeah, exactly. How was it? Yeah. Like sandpaper. Was it everything you ever imagined? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're also supposed to ring a bell. There was no bell. But later, we went back to camp, and Jack had a, a rubber chicken, so he presented that, yeah, and I gave it a little chicken. squeeze. <laughs> so for the next three days, we're like out. If we thought Iveson was hard to do all this physical labor, the playa 
instantly became harder because now there's no <laughs> shade mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah and you're now on limited resources dealing with whatever you brought right and um yeah here we are this is you know kind of the emptiness of the playa at this point not Pink a lot umbrellas of umbrellas doing a lot there <laughs> it's a, what is a it a parasol, parasol? Yeah, paper yeah. parasol they're fashionable out there i bet um and basically what we're doing here is they're looking, the team had devised a plan, three phases of the tents. And these guys, I think they're like, honestly, I, I think they're the only guys that still, only people that still do this on the playa, but they send up like circus tents. Mm. You know, I, I, I will say it seems like, like the boat, the camp is a bit old fashioned too. <laughs> if they're listening to this, I hopefully they're not pissed at what I'm saying here. I mean, old fashioned is not necessarily bad. It is what it is. Mm. It's functional, but dude, everything is heavy as shit. They're, these are like solid aluminum pipes. You have this the classic like pointy canopy thing, like you see at a circus. You know, mm-hmm. when circuses in town, you see the pointed tent, right? Mm-hmm. They got this massive hex tent, which a year before they said was an absolute nightmare because they couldn't figure it out and like nothing was organized to the degree it was this year. Mm. They have two other smaller pointed kind of tents. And this plan that they devised was like three phases. Okay, we're going to set up this first, these two, and then this, and then that side, and then the breezeway. And basically the first goal is just to set up your like shade structure because that's like the first thing you need. If you don't have shade, you're just dying out there. It's it, You don't appreciate, I mean, at least for me, I, you don't appreciate shade until you're out in the middle of freaking desert. And it's just like amazing how much difference the shade makes. It's like you're in a refrigerator. Um, I'm a big shade guy. Yeah. I don't love just like being in beating direct sun for long periods. I got these delicate baby blue eyes and, mm-hmm. uh, I, when it's bright out, I'm just like <laughs> squinting. Like I, I gotta do sunglasses. I'm super sensitive to the, uh, sun as well for yeah. my eyes and, and my skin. Like I sunburn pretty quickly. So I'm take I'm like spraying SPF 40 on me and I, Pretty early on, I realized, like, we're, like, city folk, and I'm kind of self-conscious of, like, mm. the city things that we're doing, and I'm not even realizing we're doing. And one of those things was uh, spraying myself down with a shit ton of of uh, sunscreen, and, like, one of the women there was like, oh, apparently, this is what Brooke told me. She's like, oh, sunscreen, because she was downwind of my uh, my sunscreen, and I think she was, like, uncomfortable by that and probably, you know, feeling like she, I was killing her brain cells. And I think a lot of these people, they've just acclimatized to the you know, the sun and they don't use anything An early death and uh, skin cancer <laughs> climatized to it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the dust, when you're covered in it, it actually helps a lot with not burning or not tanning. Yeah. Mm. It gives um. you a little sun protection, but in the first days it was just pure sun, no wind and there yeah. was no dust storm. So we didn't have any dust on us. Yeah. So it's like blazing heat. Um, it was smart. We needed sunscreen. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Do what you gotta do. But I never got sunburnt the whole trip. I yeah. took care of myself. Uh, but yeah, you're just pounding water. You're like pounding Pedialyte packets and just trying to stay hydrated. And yeah, the work is freaking hard and you're just setting up all these tents. And these guys have a full on kitchen, like a, like a chef's kitchen, like the back of a restaurant. Mm. Like they got the, the propane um, uh, oven. They have a full like double burner barbecue, <laughs> double burner like grill. They have like everything, everything like, you know, like every bowl and dish out there is like the kind that you would see in the back of a restaurant, like big preparation right. for like 40 people, right? You need big buckets, like, and they, two big freezers, two deep freezers and a, a fridge, full size fridge. 
And all of this is, most of this is running off a solar uh, panel truck that these folks bought from an auction for like five grand. And it's like an insane trailer. So the infrastructure in the kitchen is amazing, like full on kitchen. I think that's like the lifeblood. I think that's the thing that they're most proud of because when you're facing any adversity, if you have good food, you're happy, right? Mm -hmm. It's the mm. easiest way to keep spirits high out there. Food and shelter. Yeah. <laughs> um, beyond that, there is, they set up three stories of steel rafters, or not rafters, uh, scaffolding, which is, I think, a love or hate thing if you're among the camp, amongst the camp. If you are building it, I think you kind of hate it. Uh, I heard some of our neighbors ripping on this thing, thinking that... Uh, our leader there is a nut job for still doing this because apparently there's other, you know, less luxurious ways to ultimately have a shower and have a kitchen. Mm -hmm. The reason for it is it's gravity fed. It's, and the reason it's that high is so you have a certain amount of pressure, mm -hmm. but these guys, you can see there in the bottom right corner, there's a double shower trailer. They built a, sh a, a shower. Um, so you can have comfortable showers out there mm -hmm. and they collect all the water in, in, so uh, in like kiddie pools, basically. And then once that's full, they rest it out in the sun and it evaporates. But when you're out there, you can't put any, any like water. You can kind of spray like clean water out. Mm. You can kind of like, uh, you know, gently throw it amongst the desert, but nothing, you leave no trace out there. So if you have a shower, you have to deal with the like water and gray water. So did you not then get the opportunity to shower in the giant public showers? With the children? The Dr. Bronner thing? Yeah. yeah. We could get to that. We could get to that. But I did not. I did not. The mud kind of ruined everything. Mm. It really, like, it kind of, like, rode off three days of the festival. Everything kind of shut down. So we got the crazy showers. They got a bar in there. What else? They have, they bring full costumes. There's, like, a two clothing racks, and they have tubs of, like, you see our clothing rack over there. It's, like, that size of stuff. And that's someone's job to like organize everything. And we probably use like 5% of it. Yeah. Like, and maybe the mud kind of ruined that. What else do they bring out there? They have like bins full of booze. There's like a little cuddle puddle area with lots of pillows and blankets. Oh, that's hot. Dozens of pillows. Like, dude, they're Oh, there's a massage table. Oh, yeah, massage table. Go on. There's two sinks. <laughs> so there's like a kitchen utility sink for washing all the dishes. And then there's like a bathroom sink. And then they also built this workshop, like a, a totally shaded workshop for them to do some work on the boat. Mm -hmm. And they do work on the boat for like a couple days or a few days. And then it, especially because of the rain, it just kind of became like useless, but just like most. A boat in the rain sounds pretty functional. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so anyways, I'm just trying to paint the picture that these guys have like everything and it's, uh, it's up to like a small portion of this crew to set it all up. And mm -hmm. then this year, because of the rain, it was like, not really used to the maximum to its maximum potential which is kind of sad but you need to you need to get to some wild shit so yeah. fast forward <laughs> burning man starts Dave's asleep burning man starts and uh what do we do on day one um oceans ice cream truck um yeah so there's a man he's somewhat of a drunk <laughs> he, he has a drunk he has a <laughs> ice cream truck no and he's a friend yeah, he, he, he's friendly. He has an ice cream truck that he he blasts really good music from. And yeah, he invited a bunch of us up to sit on the top of it. And we got to s drive around pretty much all of the playa and see it before everything gets built up. 
and saw the sunset. We saw a little naked kid run towards us. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> so, yeah. so this guy, this guy's like an OG burner and he's like, dude, you see him and he's like beat red because he's been drinking Seagram's whiskey all day. Yeah, and he like, every time you see him, he's like sipping from this uh, little Mickey and uh, he's like a legend out there. Apparently, like this wasn't even our, he wasn't even with our camp. He's with, uh, like he has his own spot on the other side of the city, but because he's like tight with the, the people in our camp, he just kind of like shows up and he like lingers around and then he uses, you know, our space and friendliness just to stay comfortable. And then once we like, once the burn starts, he, I don't know, you never see him because what he does is he just invites people up on top of that ice cream truck and then you just, you never know where you're going to end up. So on the first night, we hear like, who wants to go on a sunset cruise? And he takes us all the way to the end of the trash fence. The trash fence is basically the most outer boundary of the entire venue, which is, it's built to collect garbage that's like mm. blowing out, but it's also mm. just like a boundary. So this boundary, if you make it to the edge and you look beyond, it's just vastness, open, like just nothingness, you know, the mountains are so far away. And that's when you get your first sense of like, okay, yeah, it's like impossible to sneak into Burning Man. Because if you were, you would see you walking for like two hours and then you see cop cars zooming. Like they're going like 150 kilometers, like zooming through the desert, just, you know, I don't know, to get to point A to point B, but also probably seeing if anybody's sneaking in. Mm. So we make it to the trash fence. And <laughs> when we first got onto the, the truck, like we weren't, this is our first experience with this guy, Ocean. And we're also, all standing. Also his real name? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. We're all standing and he, and he hits the gas. My life flashes before my eyes because I nearly fall off the back of that ice cream truck. Like to my death. Like you're on the top. I'm yeah. on the top standing, not expecting that that truck's going to move. And he like, I think there was a couple people that were expecting that, but it was like done as maybe like a prank or something. Maybe not. Maybe it was just unintentional. I think so. He wanted people to get ready to go. Someone was, or JB, the lead, camp lead, he was filming us on a Segway at the time. There's probably a real sick clip of us nearly dying. Dude, I was so scared. I, it was like the first night and I was like, okay, shit, we got to make sure we don't die here. Like, <laughs> so he takes us to the end of the trash fence and uh, dude, so the trash fence is a massive perimeter, right? Like you can only imagine how big this is. Some rich dude as an art installation must have gone to like Amazon and went to string lights and entered like 900 string lights <laughs> and as an art installation fed them all around the perimeter. Mm. And that was, that was art. That's art. Was it lit? I don't think we actually ever saw the whole thing lit because we heard that someone the next day cut it stole lights and then brought them to their camp what and immediately I, vandalized it oh my god dare they <laughs> I'm, I'm offended that is actually a huge pain in the ass yeah but, but what we heard was they were upset because when we went to the edge of the transfer trash fence on his truck he showed us or he brought us to this um black light art exhibit so someone was like setting up this amazing like these uh, structures these statues that were all like fluorescent that were when you're out there all the way in the corner, there's no light. So it's supposed to be pretty remarkable, these things glowing. Mm. But the, the string lights ruined that. So people oh, were upset oh. by that. So it was kind of like a... And just in general, like going out there is kind of the one place there's absolutely no light. So it just feels like you're in vastness. Yeah. Yeah. So people weren't happy with that and they immediately vandalized that. <laughs> 
But towards the end of the burn, you we saw like, hey, look, you see like a line like way out there, and uh, it's part of the lights working. Yeah. So yeah, and this guy, the ocean, it's like you. We would just sit there in our camp and look over where where he was kind of settled, and it was like you're watching a movie. It was like you're watching a scene from a movie. He's got these like fluorescent pants on. He's just like doing random shit. He's walking over to his ice cream truck, lifting open the the hood, leaf blowing his his engine, putting down the hood, sitting down for a little bit, taking a swig of whiskey, going over to a box, throwing a couple things, sitting down again. It's like you just like never know what to expect, and it was so cinematic up against the mountains, and it's. I don't know. This is like, I feel like someone needs to go and make a documentary on this guy. The ice cream man <laughs> coming to a theater near you. Yeah. My favorite moment of Ocean was him walking up to you with his forearms out and he just had four strips of bacon He's on, like on his arms. Mid, yeah, middle of the night. And he's just offering it as gifts. Yeah. It's like, it's fresh, it's sizzling. Get it. It's burning me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was doing me, uh, he was paying me back because... Andrew and I, we fixed all his bike and we mm. fixed a lot of bikes. So we mm. kind of immediately became the like bike shop of the camp. So in, in addition to the art card, these guys own 40 bikes they've bought on like marketplace or whatever. They're all like beach cruisers and it was our job to get them rideable. And dude, like some of them are just a matter of like, uh, throwing a compressor at the tires and blowing up the tires. Mm -hmm. Some of them, like, all of them have, like, mega rusty chains. Some of them, like, fenders are just, like, garbage and rubbing out to get the tires. Some of them are just complete write-off. So, dude, it took us, like, I don't know, four days of, like, work to, like, get all these bikes ready. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, and there was, like, it kind of became an issue for, for me personally. Once we became known as the bike guys, like, each night when it was like, all right, we're all going out now. We're all going to enjoy our shit. And everybody starts going toward their bikes and like prepping it. And I'm there and I'm prepping my bike. People are like, oh, hey, oh man, I hate to do this. Oh, I hate to ask, but uh, I have like two flat tires and a broken chain. Could you just like fix that real quick? You know, <laughs> like some crazy shit. But then also people would make friends with our neighbors and be like, oh, don't worry. We got guys who would fix this. And they're just bring us over. But it's Burning Man, right? That's my mm. gift of being there. I'm supposed to fix these bikes. But I just, so I'm just like kind of like biting my tongue like, all right, yeah, I can do this for you. I'll fix it. No problem. Brutal. Yeah. What else happened, Breck? I think the next notable thing was going to the DMV. Mm -hmm. And you just, just see all of the art cars lined up to get registered to be able to ride around wait what's the DMV? so the dmv is the district or <laughs> department, department, of, motor department <laughs> of mutant vehicles uh, and funny. it's it's the it's the building and the was, people was professor x in charge it's <laughs> all over in there this is the line here um i don't think we have a photo of the actual like building but basically you can you drive your your art car into burning man but it doesn't mean that you can drive around in the playa mm -hmm. um you have to get approval, right? So people are making all sorts of crazy shit, dude. Like, it's amazing. Like, this is the number one reason you got to go to Burning Man. You got to see the art cars. Like, it, it just blow your mind. You see the shittiest just thrown together uh, art cars, but you also see, like, the most extra extravagant demonstration of, like, electronics and, and sound and lighting. Like, super impressive. As you can see there, there's a cuttlefish. 
and the cuttlefish, each each of those like tentacles moved in a perfect wave, and this thing had like amazing sound on it. And it glowed, and the eyes like they changed. Like it was crazy. So we lined up for the DMV, and our camp leads they're super nervous for this. I think like they're, they're maybe not nervous, but they're like anxious of this moment mm. because everything just leads up to getting the stamp of approval and getting your sticker, and then and then you can do whatever you want, right? So there was a lot of pressure and I think that they don't really enjoy the, the process too much because you just never know what's going to happen out there. This was one of the art cars we saw out there, the pizza car, maybe one of our favorites. That's sad. Simple but mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's got like a little uh, table for two up front and they have... If, the whole do you have thing the next looks, photo? The whole thing looks no. like... Oh, wait, it is pizza. Okay, I keep thinking it's Swiss cheese. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I saw cheese first. <laughs> well, because it looks... The shape of it is more like a cheese wedge than a pizza slice. And uh, in the back, they have two operational pizza ovens. So they're just making pizza Smart. all time, Smart. all times. Uh, also good? say in our, in our Serpent Queen, there's a full on kitchen in the in the boat, too. Mm -hmm. And Andrew explained this last year in that boat. When we're out in the playa and we're partying, we make cookies for everybody. Mm. So right. we made like 200 cookies or something like that. They made 700 cookies. What? Uh, like cookie dough balls that they have froze and then throughout the week we would make a lot like we had way too much yeah we made maybe like five or six dozen and mm. I, I was toast that was all i could make but yeah it's pretty satisfying just to like hand out cookies to random people like mm -hmm. people are very happy about that when you're out there what what you got you smiling jason you got a joke uh think about like adult cookies and yeah. How do you know what to trust? It's funny because there was one guy who did not trust me at all. I said, you guys want a cookie? And he was like, uh, mm. and I could tell he wanted well, to have one, have one. He's like, what's in this? I'm like, chocolate chip. Is there any, any substances in this weed? I was like, no, 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 no. Trust me. Trust me. It's not. And he did not trust me. And it took like more convincing. He finally took it. And you were like, oh my God, you fucking idiot. And then There's minutes, LSD in there. 10 minutes later, I saw him and I'm like, are you feeling it yet? And I probably fucked with him because he had trust issues. That guy. He was like an older man. <laughs> I do that again. I didn't hear. When will this tea get out of my system? Jeez. Fuck. <laughs> the like she person smoked a hundred cigarettes. The person who voices Marge is not doing well. Really? Oh, she is not doing well. Brooke does oh, a good Marge. No, I don't. Let's hear it. Oh, me. Wow. Amazing. Don't do the voice. <laughs> um, yeah, DMV is cool. It's our first kind of taste of like all the art cars and stuff. Mm. Can you show that picture one more time? Probably like, I don't know, top two favorite cars for me is that green one that you see there. Go the other angle. The rocket ship? It's, it's like, I don't even know what it is. What is it supposed to be? That th yeah, it's like a rocket ship, but mm. it's like what is it? Like a butterfly or a dragonfly? Or it's There's a man with thing. Looks a like mom? wings on the top of it. It feels like dragonfly wings. So uh, I don't know. I'm butchering this. This thing is worth like millions of dollars, and that? it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that. You sure about that? The green car. Okay, no, I, I think it's like. I wasn't sure if you meant like everything collective. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> that thing. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, How, right. It's, it's based on what? Well, let me tell you there, David. Oh, fuck. This thing is <laughs> had a million dollars funded. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys heard of Meyer Sound? It's like Audio Technica. It's like, mm. you know, it's like a brand Spell name. Spell it. Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R. No. Me Meyer? Mayer? Meyer? Nasty ass audience. I think, they're, I think they're known to be the top 
sound company in the world. Okay. Like these guys make the, you know, I guess if there's like the, the best of the best concerts, probably mm. the sound is being designed by Meyer. Mm. I don't know. They're the, at least the amplifiers are. I just know Oscar Meyer. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> now a there's a vehicle. That's a different vehicle. <laughs> we didn't see that one. Anyways, the, in the, it's hard to tell. We don't have great photos of this thing. There's probably some videos somewhere. But in the back, there's this massive speaker. Is that the speaker? Yeah, in the back. You look. Mm. And it's like the biggest speaker you've ever seen. And uh, all week, the rumor. And I think even last year, Santos told us about this. The rumor was that it's noise canceling. So you stand behind it. Mm. And then suddenly everything around you goes quiet because it's it's pumping out the same frequency mm -hmm. as your surroundings, th therefore canceling it just like you would with, uh, you know, headphones that are noise canceling. It's, it's doing something with the frequency in your environment. Right. So we saw this art car um, like dozens of times and I'm like, when is it going to do the thing? When is it going to do the thing? And, like, it's so legit. Like everything here, it looks like probably crappy, but the thing is super well built. And apparently there's like, what did he say? There's like, hundreds of thousands of fasteners in this thing like it would take days and days and days just to screw the bits together super impressive but yeah all week i'm like when is it going to do the noise canceling thing and then finally we we kind of had this perfect moment with the the like owner or whatever the main dude and one of our kind of main dudes so there was like a, a respect there and so i kind of i saw that happening i was like oh, okay i gotta i gotta go in and join the conversation and see if they're gonna do the thing and I ask him about it and it starts another story. He's like, oh, you know, uh, oh yeah, the funny thing about that. Uh, well, we tried this other thing. It's called the uh, blue note. You guys know what that is? It's like a note in which it, you play sound at, a, at water and it raises the water. Mm. And they were, they were messing around with a tank of water trying to raise water to like the most that they could or like to a certain kind of height. And this, this guy after the same day he experienced short-term amnesia and he woke up in the hospital and he couldn't remember why he got there dear god and i think he had like maybe some like dietary issues or something after that or like was feeling nauseous or something but that blue note like wiped his memory for <laughs> And so this, this, that gives you an idea of how powerful that speaker he, is right he blew his memory right out of his brain <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, okay, I don't get how this has to do with the noise cancellation. So I had to just very bluntly say like, what about the noise cancellation? How do we see a demonstration of this? Like, I didn't want to say, can you do it? I'm like, how do we go about seeing a demonstration of this thing? I don't think you see it. He was and, like, I forgot. How do we hear know. it? Well, I don't think you hear anything. So he, he said, <laughs> oh yeah, one year we, we experimented and uh, we had a guy with a backpack and like a, a microphone and he stood like 100 yards away from the speaker and he sampled the noise in that environment and we used it to cancel it. And it was like pretty good. It was pretty good. And in that moment, I realized this is just a rumor that's blown out of proportion. Mm -hmm. Everybody sees that car and they're like, it's the noise canceling car, but right. it's not. All it is is a big speaker. And that, I, maybe I'm speak. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Sounds like a noise making car. I might be just like uh, complicating the rumor, but I, I was kind of let down because I wanted to hear this noise cancellation thing. That's all I wanted. That was the thing I was most excited for since Santos told us last year. That's such a weird thing to be that excited for. I so, don't think I would care. So I, I, uh, I asked about that and then he said, Oh, well, 
I, I, here I can do a little something. I'm like, oh man, we're going to hear it. So he like presses a button on his iPad and then we gather around. The thing starts to smoke like like fog, <laughs> like a smoke machine starts to come out, right. you know, like a fogger, mm. but like a large amount of it. And then he basically plays like um, a recording of some space shuttle launch like 20 years ago or something. And it counts down from like 120 mm. and it's, it's a long clip. But like we're standing there and this thing starts to make a commotion. And then next thing you know, there's like 50 people around you and they're all like just standing in front of the speaker waiting for it to do something. And uh, yeah, it just goes like T minus 10, 9, 8, 7. And it's, you know, to their credit, it's like the most <laughs> well-defined space shuttle noise. I mm. guess you could hear because the speaker is so great. But then uh, that's pretty much all it does. It just kind of makes the, it just, it's just, How the, is that? it's just the space shuttle. So it never canceled the noise. Mm. Sounds like the opposite. Made noise. Made, made the noise making machine. Yeah. I don't know. I was a little let down by that, but. Well, they fucked up. Uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know. So did you see any celebrities? <laughs> oh, nice segue. So this is the thing you're most excited to ask about. I don't know. I'm just trying. I, to I, I spoiled <laughs> it. I spoiled it. What? Emma Watson showed up to our camp. Oh, I forgot about this. Oh. We weren't we weren't there. We weren't present. Brooke and I were like Wait, just chilling in the RV, being completely lazy. I think we were taking a nap and we're like, eh, whatever. Let we're just gonna rest. Let people do their thing. I think so the thing is like the, the art card, the Serpent Queen would take off and, and if you were if you left on the Serpent Queen, you're kinda like stuck on it in mm -hmm. a way. Like mm -hmm. you could walk home later or maybe you could find a bike. But Brooke and I chose to just let the art card depart on its own and then we'll catch up later on a bike. So we had all the freedom. So we're like, whatever. Let them do their thing. And then Brody comes in to our RV and she says, guys, Emma Watson is riding the boat. We're like, immediately get up and like immediately put on our shoes. We're like, we gotta go. And it takes us like 20 minutes to get ready. We're like, holy crap, this is gonna be crazy. I can't wait to see Emma Watson's mm -hmm. face. And then we get on the boat and she's nowhere to be found. Mm. But the story was Emma Watson showed up to our camp. She was looking for her dad. Mm -hmm. who I guess like they just mud got separated. Mr. Granger. Go on. A mud blood. Uh, he yeah. heard about the Serpent Queen and he wanted to ride it. So okay. the, the word on the street was that he was on the boat. Mm, that makes sense. Um, Wouldn't mind feeding her my Serpent Queen. Jeez. <laughs> Just kidding. Jeez. She's oh, listening to this, man. And her oh, yeah. dad. Oh, what's up? Um, <laughs> and, uh, Mr. Granger. Mr. Granger. What are you saying, Granger? Gr her Hermione Granger is oh. her Harry Potter character. Okay. That's Mr. Watson. No. No, she's a wizard. That's Sherlock Holmes' assistant. <laughs> I see. Anyways, yeah, she was looking for a dad. And then, like, one of our camp leads, Jack, he, he just, like. He didn't know who she was. I mean, I really? Yeah, let me tell the story. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Brooke. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Take she the, take she the comes up looking for her dad, and Jack has no idea who she is, and he kind of messes with you, if messes with anybody. Yeah, Jack loves to fuck with people. Um, and she had the British accent, and he just started saying, Papa, Papa, <laughs> just mocking her as if that's what she's saying, trying to find her dad. And... We couldn't find him, but it was a pretty short interaction. And then, yeah, she leaves. And Brody tells him that was Emma Watson. 
And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's kind of it. Okay, now let me tell the story. Okay, so I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You did, you did great. That was the story. Um, Emma Watson was there. We never saw her. Mm. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they, I was going to say the papa thing. That yeah. was the funniest part is that he goes, papa, papa. That, that became a thing around camp. And he just, just kind of like yelling, Emma papa. Watson a little bit. Yeah. That's funny. That is funny. But did we see any other celebrities though? Uh, I guess, uh, okay, well, yeah. I spent time with a celebrity and I filmed with a celebrity. So like at our camp, it's a bunch of filmmakers. Um, one of our campmates, um, oh God. Is this him? Um, this is the celebrity? Dream? No. The one on the, the, one on no. the left is. With an N. Yeah. Nervon? Nervon, Nervon, Nervon. Um, he's a director directing a film called prescription x which like the trailer just dropped and uh it's about psychedelic research and mostly on this man rick doblin mm. rick doblin is uh he's like the, the the head guy of maps the multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies and uh i don't know he's ran this organization for like a few decades now and they've raised like hundreds of millions of dollars for psychedelic studies you know for so it's basically the use of psychedelics to help people who have like PTSD or like issues that they cannot overcome or they're stuck in some sort of like habitual loop that every day they just dig themselves deeper and deeper and deeper to maybe be suicidal or something like that. But they, the use of psychedelics in a controlled environment allows them to kind of break the habits and break the patterns and help themselves. Mm -hmm. And so this guy was, I guess, I don't know if he's the lead or he's just one of the guests at Dr. Bronner, Dr. Bronner's village. <gasps> Dr. Bronner's village is, is the home of that like tank, the, you know, the, the see-through plexiglass tank where everybody mm -hmm. takes a shower nude. Sexy shower. Yeah. So sexy. But, uh, we were, yeah, it was requested that we help film a sequence with him and an old friend of his, um, looking at an old photo album because Rick Doblin, when he was younger, he's a very sexy man and he built a psychedelic house uh, from scratch somewhere, I don't know, maybe California? I'm not sure. Really impressive house and they were looking through these old like newspaper clippings of this house, like stained glass windows and like custom made bath tubs and saunas and, and whatnot. Um, and it was cool. It was cool. And I, I kind of knew, I was like, okay, I feel like I don't quite know who he is, but I feel like he's someone. I'll take the opportunity. We Everywhere we'd go, there'd be someone approaching like, oh, Rick, like that speech you made in this city, it was so amazing. It changed my life. Like what you did for that person, blah, blah, blah. Like he was like a hero and it was very aware that as we were walking through the town that he's changed many people's lives. Mm. Um, I told my mom about him. My mom was like, oh yeah, people probably just like him because he gives everybody's drugs. <laughs> <laughs> What a nuanced uh, approach. Not very open-minded. Not very open-minded. But when I got home, uh, I looked up Rick Doblin and I started to research. And he's on like three episodes of uh, Joe Rogan Experience. And he's like one of the f first Boom, early guests live. in the first hundred episodes. So he's an old friend of Joe Rogan. So that was pretty cool to get to meet him. Mm -hmm. We're out there in the playa and another, actually one of the rangers comes up and says the same thing like oh like you are what you did in this place was uh, uh the best display of leadership i've ever seen in my life and yada yada and then he said the guy the fan said oh do you guys want some of this champagne i found it un 
uncorked in the middle of the playa. You mm. guys want something? <laughs> we all turned it down. And then Rick Doblin says to the fan, uh, you guys, you want to smoke some of this joint? And so the it was really cool to watch like the fan smoke weed with Rick Doblin. I was like, this is probably a legendary moment for this dude. And then he offered it to me and I turned him down. And I was like, did I just oh, turn down? No. Turn down smoking weeds with some psychedelic legend or something like that. But that's that's my story. I turned it down. I turned Rick Noblin down. <laughs> and and why did you turn it down? Uh, because it was like a disgusting roach that looked like just mm. it would he pulled it out of his pocket and it mm. was like, I don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> he was like, This is really high THC. I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> I'll pass on that. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Also, at that point, I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to like, I was there to like work. I was right. there to film this thing. I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to like make sure I'm doing my job well. Yeah. So yeah, our footage might end up in a documentary. Nice. Kind of neat. I think other than that, that was like our only real uh, run in with celebrities. We saw Polo and Pan. Do you guys know Polo mm -hmm. and Pan? Yeah. DJs. I'd never heard of them. Yeah. What is that? Jason? DJs. Electronic group. I definitely listened to their music. I actually may have seen them. Polo and Pan. Andrew and Brody were so excited. Uh, it was like the main thing we had to, like the one act we had to go see. It was fun. It was great. But I don't know. To me, honestly, like all the music just sounds the same out there. It's just like kind of rhythmic and everybody's just like, just like bobbing back and forth and, you know. It gets a bit repetitive, but you're having a good time out there. Yeah, what? that's it. That's their number one hit single. What about the, ice the Mexican hat dance? <laughs> what about the ice cream truck though? It was playing good tunes. The yeah. ice cream truck played amazing music. Well, wait, wait did it play this song? Do, 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 Never do, once. Do. Never once. Do, 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 do. I actually was curious of what Ocean's playlist was. Yeah, me too. It just played the most random but good music. Like it was like all over the place. The only time I didn't appreciate Ocean's music was when we were sleeping in the RV after a long <laughs> night. We had just hit the sack and then, boom, he starts playing Money by Pink Floyd. <laughs> and it starts with like cash register noises yeah, yeah. and shit. So and dude, he's like... Cacophonous. The music is like full blast, dude. But yeah, sleeping out in Burning Man is interesting. I actually had better sleeps at Burning Man than I've been having at home. Like I think when I came home, I needed the like booming of like music in the background and like flashing mm. lights like <laughs> it's crazy yeah i don't know we actually slept pretty well in that rv sounds like i it. doubt it yeah yeah a any other uh run-ins with like celebrities or people like notable people you did the, what about the yeah. um twitter mm, yeah at our camp we had uh we had the head of security of x formerly known as twitter and uh another fellow who launches rockets at SpaceX. Those guys were solid. Those guys were great, great hangs. And they had a much better RV than us. <laughs> I like, didn't even know RVs get that nice until mm. I went and hung out in their, in theirs. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're solid. It was funny. Cause like, they're like talking about like meeting like the last phone call with Elon and stuff. And it's like six degrees of separation was alive and well right there. I didn't ask for the Elon pod. I, I was too nervous. <laughs> the, to get him on the pod? Yeah, yeah. But, but our, our friend Chris, he said, uh, he said we got to put our podcast on, on X. Right. We got to start uploading to X. He, he said, said he'll promote your us. podcast on X. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he said if it's good, he'll send it to Elon. Yeah, he, he was... Oh, my God. He yeah, I don't know. Maybe by uh, episode 100, we'll be there. Mm. 
right. 69. I should have started with the spicy Burning Man stories out front. I shouldn't have started with all the Ives and Ranch talks and the road trip. Yeah, that was a lot. All right, Alonzo, yeah. reorganize all of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to give the full experience. I, I'm not, I, I didn't want to just jump to the like, you know, the highlight moments. I wanted to give you, paint a picture because I, yeah. I think it'd be rad if you guys had the opportunity to go. Well, now, let's talk about like the daytime and just going around to all the different places. Sure. Cause that's kind of what I loved about Burning Man mm. is yeah. Just biking around and there's people with megaphones everywhere saying, come to our bar, uh, free bike seats, whatever. Like, um, bike seat covers, bike covers, basically yeah, yeah. like every corner you turn, there's like something that's offered to you. It could be like a thrift store, but everything's free. And you go in there and you start taking stuff and you're like, I feel bad. Like this mm. is wrong, mm-hmm. but they want you to take stuff. Every, like anything. Brooke picked up a backpack on the first day. I picked up, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like all sorts of things. And then, yeah, of course there's like food and there's alcohol and there's drinks and people are like spraying it down with uh, water just to keep you cool. Everybody's like just trying to take care of you. Uh, wait, what did you mention there? Bike seats. Oh yeah. And there, yeah. Was, a, there was this one place that they did bike seat covers. That's cool. So they like sewed hundreds of covers and you just pick your favorite design and you put it over your bike seat and you got a little, a little more flair for your bike. Sweet. Yeah. There was so much awesome food. You go around, there was like a, a soda fountain spot where it was carbonated water. They put some syrup in there. There was snow cones, one of the, grilled cheese. One of the flavors of uh, soda that I had was called brunch. It was cinnamon, maple syrup, and bacon. <laughs> It was the the worst one for sure. And then there was another one that was like whiskey cake or something like that. It was called like daddy's soda or something like that. That I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the very first bar we went to is so weird because you show up at the bar and you know, like you'd show up with your cup and in your cup, you print out a copy of your ID. You don't bring Uh. your physical ID. You just, you just paste a printout. So they'll ask you, like, uh, the very first bar I went to, they're like, are you of 21? I was like, yeah, I am. (laughs) And I I show them the ID. Okay, what do you guys want? And they're like, I freeze because I'm like, I don't know. Like, what what are we having? What what, what do you have? And it's just, imagine just going to a bar and you're like, you know, you can order whatever you want and you're not expected to pay anything. It's just so weird. Like, you feel Mm -hmm. like you're stealing. But yeah, I broke the ice with, uh, I think like a rum and pineapple juice or something like that. Pick up on the last point or what? All right, uh, do we have a technical difficulty there? What the hell happened? Let's just forget that didn't happen. You ordered a rum and pineapple. (laughs) We ordered a rum and pineapple. And it was just the first drink where I'm like, this is weird. You don't have to pay for anything. And then we went to another bar and uh, we met the bartender there was uh, from Kits. Mm. And (laughs) he poured me like rum chata. Kitsilano. Kitsilano. Which is a neighborhood in Vancouver. Yes. Texas. Texas. (laughs) Texas. <laughs> and uh, he pours me a rum. And I'm, I, you know, I think I just asked, like, what do you, what do we have? And what do you have? And he's like, he looks and there's like random bottles on the bar. He's like, rum, or sorry, uh, rum chata. And I said, okay. And he's like, how is it? I'm like, oh, so sweet. He's like, okay, well, how about this? And he takes peppermint horchata from a different bottle, opens it up and pours it in there. So I'm just drinking two types of rum chata. And then there's like another dude who's, He's clearly on some drugs, having a great time. Just like you could tell his eyes are like wide open. And he's like <laughs> a little like 
like aggressive in a friendly way. But uh, <laughs> long story short, you know what I mean? He's just like very intense, not aggressive, right. but intense. And we learned that they don't, they weren't even from that camp. Like they're, they're just volunteers. So most of the time you go to these bars and the people who are there, they're not even with the camp. They're just volunteer bartenders. That, that, like everywhere you go, you have to think like this could just be a random person who just showed up and they're mm-hmm. doing something for fun. Which is, yeah. And they said, yeah, if you guys want to volunteer, yeah, just come back here right now if you want and you could be bartender. Like there's no rules. Mm-hmm. I'd be down to be a Burning Man bartender. Seems fun. Seems fun. More fun than fixing bikes to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. I mean, yeah. Huh. You, you can do it for two minutes and if you change your mind, you can do something else. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> but at that bar I asked, I'm like, so what do you guys, because my expectation is that like each, at this point early on, is that every like camp or place, like kind of like a, you know, a venue that you show up at, they have a thing, something that they're offering. So I say, what do you guys, what, what do you guys do here? What's your like thing besides the bar? He's like, uh, I don't know. You can get married on top. We have a chapel up there. <laughs> Look up top and yeah, there's like a place to get married. And I was like, eh, Wait, maybe do you, not. Guys, do you guys have an announcement? <laughs> I crossed my mind. I was like, maybe Brooke and I could get married up there. But I thought, nah, we should probably have an actual. Wait, they had wedding. a guy too, like a, uh, you know, guy to marry you? Apparently it's pretty easy to get, like to be a, what a is minister. It, an ordained yeah, minister. Ordained minister. Yeah. Apparently it's very easy. Like Brooke was saying, like it's just like an online test that you can get in like one day. So yeah, a lot of people do it. I, mean, I like, wouldn't be surprised if someone was there. Yeah. Mm. What do you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's weird that you even need a certification, really. No, and I think like, you do need a, you need to d- for what? For the marriage license you have to sign later. Like if you're actually gonna sign the marriage license. Yeah, I guess. You wanna yeah. find out it's Dave? Like being like a notary. Yeah. Find out what? You f- find out how to become an ordained minister. Okay. Why don't you officiate Jason's wedding? <gasps> nope. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Didn't even wow. consider Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so in the daytime, this is what it's like, basically. Uh, you hop on your bike. Mm-hmm. You And our bikes, we, like, soup them up. We had, like, the bike bags on it. Like, mm. I made sure we were decked out, like... There's, because we were the bike shop, we had first picks at, at, at all the bikes. So I got the one with the basket. I got the one with like, that looked cool. That tassels. Had, yeah, the <laughs> tassels, you know, the spooky dokes. Um, and we went crazy on Amazon getting all the like lights, which is an insane source of waste. Like Burning Man claims to be, you know, like this like eco-friendly, like leave no trace thing. But like the amount of crap that people are buying beforehand to, you know, throw the best party ever is absurd and the amount of the same types of like amazon lights that you see out there dude those companies must make a bajillion dollars the the month before burning man Mm -hmm. insane so yeah you get on your bike and then you just go and you go through the city and you know as you know the city's like it's like a clock and you just you're dude you just never know what you're going to get pulled into because as brooke said there's people shouting at you with megaphones and they're they want you to come into their bar they're like get on in here we got you know vodka lemonades or whatever like pina coladas come on to our gay bar we got rainbow dick pancakes like freaking anything and they're yelling at you and they're encouraging you i don't know why because there's like what's the incentive like why do they want is it just what do you mean? Why being friendly? And they want to connect. Yeah, they want to connect. Yeah, connect. Yeah, they want. They're sure. bored. They want people. It, it's my untrustingness of like society because like if if people were doing that out in the city, I'd be like, you just want to make money off us, right? Like, what's the corporate advantage? 
True. So it's like my untrustiness of like, why do you want us in there so bad? There's no like monetary value on any of real, this. You're real cynic. You got to unpack that. I, and I, <laughs> I did. I did. Okay. I became accepting of it. And like, you know, you start to listen to the people in the megaphone and they're just like, I think like Burning Man, they just, people there, they just like to heckle and fuck with people and tell lies and make rumors and, you know, screw with you a little bit. It's, it's, Andrew warned us of that and mm. it becomes very apparent in the first few days, like people just messing with you mm-hmm. and you kind of like, you got to assume that everybody's kind of joking at first, but then sometimes like you get into the scenario where someone says something insane and they're like, no, I'm serious. Like for example, like this, this, this sticker right here we got from ocean and he's handing these out to everybody. And he's like, this is the most accurate map of the energy levels of burning man. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> he's like, no, I'm serious. What did he say? And I'm like, Oh, Okay, and then I like study it until he goes away. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it, yeah, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> he's been a burner longer than I have. Maybe I don't know, but I mean, look at this. Can you can you decipher that? Uh, looks like um, garbledy goop nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, that's not even like that's not even what Burning Man looks like. It's not even a pentagram or a pentagon. <laughs> pentagon. And not that we can see with the naked it's, eye. I don't know. This is a pentagon. But yeah, sometimes you just don't know when people are fucking with or not. It's like a long... <laughs> Dave just throws it in the garbage. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a real... It's a long uh, rumor that... To like trick people into believing that Daft Punk is going to play. Mm. And I think even the Diplo thing is like... You fuck with people too. Like Diplo is going to show up, but then he usually does. And, and Oh, and the Chris Rock thing. I remember our camp lead... Like, and he's been burning since the 90s. He's like, there's no way Diplo and, and Chris Rock showed up. There's no way. And then the next day we see like videos of Chris Rock and Diplo. Why would Was that be a no way though? That Chris Rock sound... always goes. He's like, yeah. isn't that his it's thing? Black Rock. I, I can't remember what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't remember, but he was like so convinced. And I was like, eh, yeah, maybe JB's right. Maybe he knows. But then, yeah, it was true. And it's just, it, it starts to mess with you. You're like, you don't know what's true and you don't know what's a lie out there. But what, so what's the context behind people wanting to mess with you? Is it sort of, like, I don't get it. Why is that a thing? I think it, like, it goes, it goes back pretty deep. Like there's these like older organizations that um, they kind of change the culture. Like we were, we were being told this story of this can't remember the name but there's these people that kind of like brought this suit culture into burning man like when they would burn the man you'd show up dressed in the nines and looking very like spiffy mm. but then that organization they also introduced this culture of like rumors and lies and they would just spread nonsense because i think it's just fun it's just entertaining but is it supposed to be like because i know there's the whole spiritual element to burning man what is it supposed to be like cosmic you know mischief sort of you know no. like i feel like there's but Maybe, i feel like there's something know. there right where people talk about how the universe is actually hilarious and like i feel like that's that's my read on it could be i mean to each their own i mean i think some people just are you know joking around for their own reasons i don't know but it feels it feels if so many people are doing it, it feels tethered to, to some sort of to me it ideology. seems like it's rooted in veterans messing with the virgins okay mm-hmm. it seems like a right. holier than thou we're gonna fuck with you be like you going think to you know summer burning man no you're like don't. going to summer camp and like the yeah. you're a new counselor and the old counselors are like oh yeah there's a monster in the woods yeah or yeah it's like <laughs> why do the the camp counselors do pranks on the on the right. the young so it's kids ha- it's right? hazing it's, it's a form mm. of hazing, I think. And I think it's oh. just like evolved to this point where 
you just don't know what's real out there and you don't right. know what's fake. And but some, if you've been there enough, you would probably be able to sniff it out. Well, like I said, JB was like, there's no chance that Chris Rock is out here. And then, you know, like the, I, within our camp, the, the joke was that Cool and the gang played a, uh, a concert at the Trash Fence. <laughs> cool Are in they the even gang? still cool in the gang. alive? Yeah, I think they're dead. That's the joke. It was, it was so far-fetched that like it was just a joke within our camp. But uh, there was a rumor going around, I think, that like Daft Punk was going to play. And the gang? And the gang. <laughs> Daft Punk and the gang. I mean, they do feel very Burning Man-esque. Yeah. Okay, so our most epic uh, party was at the Coco Disco. Okay. And it's basically like, uh, it's just a, I mean, every like tent you go to is just like a shade structure. So it all looks like Mm kind of like army structures, right? It's just a big structure and like hundreds of people in there dancing. But their thing was, and we, they did this once the whole week and we made it. They had like a thousand coconuts. Uh, that they served pina coladas in and then they just had like a disco party mm. and that was a great time but it was kind of weird because like you could discard your your uh coconut and they would like take care of it but i wanted to keep my coconut because i wanted to eat it but then i had to hold on to a coconut for the whole week wait why what why'd you have to hold on to it well for because like week? leaving no trace and you gotta manage your own oh waste and after stuff. you after. ate it mm. okay <laughs> you were just like i gotta wait for the rest of the week to eat this thing <laughs> no, oh yeah I ate it. and i'm like okay. well now i have this huge coconut kind of yeah. just lived in the rv for a bit um we were so hungry this one time when we went out on our bikes uh we were it was it, i think there was a dust storm it was the first dust storm we really experienced and a sandstorm Darude yeah. was playing. Yeah. At the trash bag. <laughs> and we had to find food anywhere. We And we were thirsty too. We ended up at some random uh, camp and they gave us sangria and they had a little bowl full of like little chips, like the remnants, like the bottom oh. of the bag of chips. Dude, amazing. It was everything we needed in that moment. And like Ritz, it was like, this is unreal. And then... And then we were sustained after that. And then we went right next door to the shoot your balls game where they had like a potato gun and you'd shoot tennis balls at each other against a target. Couples would, you know, go at it. That was fun. And then right after rode by the gay bar where they had the rainbow penis waffles, Mm. which we lined up for. And you had to, um, you were supposed to confess a sin Mm. so when you go to burning man when you like you don't just most for the most part you don't just show up and you like ask for something or you don't like hey can i go in your art car can i can i have this there's an ex uh, kind of an unspoken expectation that you're supposed to have a conversation right you're supposed to make a connection (laughs) and a lot of the times that connection is with someone prompting you with a question like tell me a Mm. sin tell me a secret tell me a joke and you're supposed to confess a sin. So I'm like thinking of a sin. Like, like I'm like, fucking gay. In, in this line. <laughs> and, and then we get to the front of the line and they're like, oh yeah, we stopped doing the confessions yesterday because, wh- why did they say? Because people were giving too deep of secrets that people were literally like crying. Right. And it was slowing down the dick waffle <laughs> like, line. I, I killed my brother. <laughs> They're like, hurry up, dude! Get waffles. And the guy who's like, his his whole bit is to like be the priest behind the the, the glory <laughs> hole. It was literal glory hole. Sick. He his job was to just be like, okay, like you know, repent your sins. Here's your waffle. But then people were like pouring their their hearts out, and so he had to deal with that. So they're like, all right, 
none of that. So you, we got to the glory hole and he just says like, well, was it? it was like, praise the rabbit, something, something, a few words, dude, it was so loud in there. I could hardly hear. I was like, what, what? <laughs> Don't get your ear too close to that thing. <laughs> and then, and then you scary movie three, yeah. one, I think one. And then next thing you know, a little rainbow cake penis comes out the door, dude, that penis slapped. Most do. Yeah, it was amazing. It was so good. Brooke, can you back me up on that? Yeah, it was really good. Was there so was good. so many sprinkles in it. it. It hit the spot. This is sticky. Now you're talking. Uh, it was moist inside, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> on point. Amazing. Um, Creamy. We totally... The thing about Burning Man, too, and I knew this was going to happen, right? Like, it's impossible to communicate with each other. It's not like going downtown. You're like, hey, where you at? Oh, okay, mm. be there in five. If you get separated, you're screwed. Mm. So... Like you got to light yourself up in some way or be recognizable. That's probably why some people have insane costumes, mm -hmm. but also on the bikes. What I didn't know until I got there until it was too late was that people have these, uh, what are they called? Uh, not antennas. Totems. Totems. People have crazy posts on the end of their bikes and they like line them with, uh, lights. Mm, smart. In some cases, dude, you should have seen the size of this totem. This guy, he, he puts like a light and then he puts a helium balloon and then he puts a light then he puts a helium balloon then a light and mm. a helium balloon. This thing went up like 300 feet into the sky, dude. Anywhere you 300 were. 300 feet. Yeah. Anywhere you yeah. went in That's the playa. Dude, huge. this is the thing about Burning Man. You don't get a scale of all this shit until you go and you're like, oh, what the hell? How is this so massive? Or how, what the scale of this thing is insane. That's what she said. So yeah, any, literally anywhere you were, even in the daytime, because you can see the balloons, you'd see this guy's totem coming off, coming off his bike. That's what she said. So, yeah, <laughs> it's really useful when you have these, like, uh, identifying markers so you can mm -hmm. see each other. But one, one night, like, I think it was our first night out. We are like, trying to have an epic night. And Andrew was like, wait, I want to stay behind to go do this, some of this work that he had to do on the boat. And then the girls left, and we never saw each other again. So... We spent the, basically like a few hours just trying to find the girls and then we're like, all right, well, I guess we'll just come back to camp and hope that they'll also come back. But we did like the perfect, like mm. missing each other. Like, you know, when ships, we came back. Ships in the night. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then the girls met, they continued to have the most epic night ever. It wasn't epic, but it was pretty fun. I mean, we went I to We went to the Thunderdome, which is an infamous place. Uh, it's a dome that people climb onto. It's like and the then, jungle gym. And mm -hmm. people just beat the shit out of each other. They're like swinging. You may, Maybe like look it up. They're like swinging in these harnesses and they have like giant like American gladiator kind of like mm -hmm. Q-tip things. And they're metal pipes that are covered with pool noodles. And they're just beating the shit out of each other. And But people are on top of the jungle gym looking down. But the thing is the that camp, that the operation is put on by like the like they're like the hell's angels of Bur of burning man they're like the scary dudes who like Jesus. men and women who like they're not actually at like the burning well, i mean they're not actually like the hell's angels but they're they're the tough guys you know you don't they're the tough cookies you don't want to mess with these people so in the first day of this thunderdome it's like mad max it's the friends mm -hmm. and family that's what thunderdome is oh right yeah it's basically it's basically that like the third movie of mad max is called beyond thunderdome <laughs> What? Yeah. Is it? Mad Max 3 is beyond Thunderdome. Really? Yeah. Burning Man's just a Mad Max ripoff. It really is. <laughs> With the cars too. <laughs> yeah, it's like burn it's like Mad Max meets Tron. These guys look like they'd be into rainbow pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, on, on the first day, it's a friends and family event. So the people, like, you know, I call them the Hells Angels. Uh huh. They probably wouldn't appreciate that. But they, 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 like, are working on the event for months in advance, and they have beefs, like, internally. So on this day, they're letting out all the anger. So there's like some true heartfelt uh, like um, uh, vengeance to to kind of like get out there in the Thunderdome. And anyways, you show up and like these people are like crossed arms and they don't let you through. And it's like, it's scary. Like they like, they put on this thing, but it's like they don't want you to watch. So you have to like assert your way through. And we showed up and we're like, oh, where's Brooke and Brody? We lost them. There's no way they're hanging out here. They don't like violence. They're going to be thrown off by these guys. And we learn after the fact that they like made it through. Even one of the people thought Brooke was part of their crew because she was best dressed all badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I fit in. Uh, we were right at the front and <laughs> Brody and I looked at each other and we we're like, I'm scared because <laughs> yeah. it's some scary people. <laughs> and then they w- went home and they had a midnight poutine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was gonna be something else. What midnight, midnight poo? poo? Yeah, <laughs> that came after. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, they had a midnight poutine and then a morning poo. Midnight poutine was pretty epic. It was a really long lineup, maybe hour and a bit. Um, but we met some awesome people, and they're playing music the whole time, and people are singing live. At, but you wouldn't expect that because the quality was insane. I was like, we have like some professional singers out here. It's crazy. What were the names? Those two people? Perky and Lashes. Yeah. They were, those are real names? They were veterans. I think they were 79 and 80. Dear God. Um, they were super fun. They were yeah. actually cool in the gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were just prepping for their show later. And the, the poutine was delicious. Mm. There was a place called uh, Tim Horton's. W H O R E Hortons. That was a camp. They had what ice caps and coffee enemas. Coffee enemas. Actually, yeah. They said that. I didn't see that. Though, I doubt though. it. Yeah. Coffee enema. No, they probably did. It is a thing. No, dude. It just seems. Dude, you gotta look through this book. You wouldn't believe what's in here. There's like something that's like. Okay, this was not. I guess was not what it sounds like, but it was gray water at bobbing for apples. Yeah. Hmm. Gray water. No, no, mm-hmm. bobbing for raw potatoes. Oh, oh yeah, bobbing for potatoes in gray water. Gray water is like your dirty water at your RV. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was really what it was. It's, you just kill everybody. Yeah, for sure. Well, we, we heard later our friend actually did it, and it was in like a Home Depot like paint canister kind of thing, like a, a large one, um, and you can barely get your head through it. But I think it was gray water oh my god yeah it might have actually been Mm. who knows there was this one bar we went to that was pretty awesome it was a sack a bar and the bar tabletop is a bowling alley so you're like hey can i bowl and you're like yeah sure and they just set up the pins (laughs) there's the bar where everybody's like standing up on and you just huck a full-size bowling ball and it like falls off and it rolls into like the roadway or like people can get like hurt out there like you know, the back of your, people always say like, read the back of your ticket. That means like, remember you could die out here. Cause mm. there's like all the like stipulations on that ticket. Um, yeah. And then I, I bowled a strike and then he's like, all right, get down, get down your back. So I lay down <laughs> on my back and then he pours sake, tries to pour it into my mouth and it goes all over my chest mm. and misses entirely. The monkey shot of burning man. Yes. Yes. 
We had grilled cheese at one of the camp. That's like a classic. Everywhere you go, there's grilled cheese. And, and I should also say that like the free booze is plentiful. If you want to drink, you don't have to go far. But for the most part, everybody's getting like the bottom, like cheapest, biggest bottle you can get. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's cheap booze. Uh, and then also when it comes to the food, I would say from what I've seen, most of it is like the cheapest kind of food you can make. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but when I, like I said, the chips out there, the, the like scrap chips were amazing. So when you're hungry out there and you kind of have no choice, you're like, Oh, cr- crummy grilled cheese is the best thing I've ever had in my life. And we had like s'mores that were like a tortilla with fudge and marshmallow. Um, what is it? Like jelly or whatever. Marshmallow fluff. Fluff. Yeah. Mm. Never had a s'more like that. Delicious. I had a pretty crazy s'more. I'm I'm jumping the timeline a little bit, mm, but go for it. Um, there's a temple that you put all of your, you know, people go there to post pictures of deceased loved ones. Um, anyways, on at the you tell the story I, like I, I tell a story. I know. I, I could I could expand it, but anyways, on the very last day, they burn the temple down, and. Uh, you walk around it. It takes like an hour for this thing to burn down. It's a massive structure. It's like burning down this whole building here. And it it ends up in like smolders. And we walked around and somebody offered me a s'more made from the fire in the temple. Yeah, so there's like this massive Mm. smoldering pile of coals and people are cooking like wieners over it. People are dancing in the middle of the fire. People are butt naked fire dancing. Like you look every 10 seconds, you look to your left and something different's happening. Like a tea a tea shop pulls up on wheels. Someone's setting up like a concert. Like someone's uh, smudging, you know, smudging people. Mm-hmm. Like someone's crying. Someone's, someone there was throwing um, essays that they wrote in prison after seven years of being convicted for psychedelics. And they're like, seven years in prison. And they're just throwing all their essays in. Like people are releasing some really deep-rooted trauma. Yeah, there's, there's oh, a photo there. I thought you meant their Latino friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> I missed that. I missed that. that eh? uh, I'll have to listen back to the pod for that one. They're, oh my they're, god! Their essays. Oh, their essays. <laughs> um, like oh god, Carlos. Yeah, and the people are like <laughs> cooking s'mores. Yeah, that was Brooke's story. She got a s'more cook on the temple. But also, there was a veggie camp there, and like at first, I was like, veggie camp? What's that? That sounds all right. I don't know if I want like fruits and veggies. And then you show up, and it's like you know, a super dope club basically, but the bar is just like uh, delicious, like um, well present. Uh, um, uh, I can't, I can't prepared. English. I can't well prepared dishes of watermelon, melon, mm. cantaloupe, grapes. Like it's amazing. And then you just, you take as much as you want. Like just hydrate yourself, nourish yourself. And you know, we went like, we went to like, I feel like when it's all said and done, like, maybe two dozen camps and there's like a thousand of them Mm -hmm. and because of the rain like we just there's so much that we missed i feel like we should probably get to the rain Mm -hmm. yeah we should definitely get the rain oh and one of of my other favorite art cars sandwiches i should have taken part when it was there that's the thing about burning man if you see something that you like and you want to like participate do it Mm -hmm. because you might never see it again and this was the perfect example sandwiches was this art car that was like basically it was like kill tony on wheels it was just this like this this round art car that was all like pillows and stuff but they had ovens in the front and they were making like 
cinnamon butter toasted sandwiches of sorts or something. And you just had to go up and tell a joke or confess a sin or something like that. And it was just pure entertainment. Like people would just come up and say the most ridiculous stuff. And that was very early on, early on when we saw it. And I was like, oh, let's go get Andrew and Brody and we'll come back. And then we never saw it again. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Big mistake. So anyways, the mud. Should we talk about the mud? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So early in the week, uh, the expectation that it was going to be sunny the whole week, but like mild um, temperatures and it wasn't going to be as hot as last year, but it was going to be sunny the whole week. That changed pretty quickly because... I guess it was the night, Wednesday night or whatever, the second Wednesday we were there on the playa, started to sprinkle a little bit. And at this point, Brooke and I were in the RV and I said, do you want me to wash your hair? Because Brooke's already got like, that hair is hard the, to manage. The, right? the day before it was a big dust storm mm. and my hair was just covered in dust and it felt disgusting, and the the showers were cold, and it's pretty difficult to get your hair actually clean in cold water. Yeah. So I asked Brooke, do you want me to wash your hair? Do you want to do, like, a, a little spa day? Because I knew that it was raining, and we, you know, it didn't seem desirable to go outside, but we're, like, totally chill at this point. So it's sprinkling a little bit and washing hair, and then, like, the rain starts to get heavier. And then you look outside the window... And people are starting to leave because I guess some people know what's about to happen. Mm. So you see like the first car go by and then you look at the tire tracks and every inch of, of uh, playa that it's driving over, it's being picked up by the wheels. Mm -hmm. Every footstep that someone's taking out there, they're taking an inch of mud with them. You take another step, now you have two inches. You take another step, you have three inches. Dude, it does not stop. This, this mud is like glue. It's so insanely sticky. Like, I, I was thinking, like, oh, it'll be no big deal. Like, I'll just put my boots on. I was lucky because I had combat boots that we bought at the, the Maynard sale, like the liquidation sale for the Riverdale show. I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. I just put on my boots. But, like, I would end up with, like, this much mud around. And it just makes everything so much more frustrating because it's heavy. It's awkward. Every step mm. you take, that's, Can't like, wait. a little bit of mud. Every step you take is just like, it's a pain. Every little task you have to do, like you have to go over there to the kitchen to like wash a fork. Well, you're going to have to like deal with your feet and you're going to have to wash them again. Mm. So everybody had like a different um, strategy with their shoes. My strategy was team boots, team boots all the way. But the, 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 the downside was I had to deal with my freaking boots all the time. And then when I would be done at the end of the night, I'd have just the muddiest boots you've ever could imagine. And I'd have to bring them into the RV and I have to put them on like a garbage bag, but the garbage bag sticks to the mud. It was just a disaster. But most people, I guess this is like the playa wisdom. People who like know what that mud is like, they, they wear socks and then they put a plastic bag around their foot and then they tape it so mm. that the mud doesn't stick to like the treads of your boot. Mm -hmm. And if you need to get inside of, uh, you know, a camp or an RV or any, any like indoor kind of scenario, you just take off the bag and you have clean socks. But people were having bag blowouts. Like the, it was, this mud was so aggressive and it just only got worse. It only got worse. So Brooke and I are, are in this RV and I, and our camp is starting to kind of like, really take this seriously and we're having big team meetings and we're and 
they know that it's only going to get worse. And we have all of these shade structures that are going to collect water. Mm. So we're having our first serious team meeting like to like really plan out what's about to happen. And I tell Brooke and Brody, I'm like, you guys just stay in the RV. Like we don't need another person out here with messy shoes. Like just, I think it'll be more because we are, we now have to take in people into our RV because people are in their tents and dude, the tents have just become a complete mess. Like people's tents are just full of water. Like the water's falling off the canopies and people are trying to rinse or uh, push the water off and it's just going straight into like people's doors. Yeah. Dude, it was like it was so bad. So we're having to basically take refugees into our RV. So I say, Brooke and Brody, you just stay in the RV and just clean the RV and get it pre prepped. So we're at this meeting and it's raining harder and harder. The sun starts to go down and like the most epic sunset begins. And because it's early on in the rainstorms, there's like an inch of water on all the playa mm. and it just is magical. Like warm glowing sunset. So we go out into the playa, the, the whole, whole team. We just have to stop this team meeting. We all get out there. I'm like, get in the center. We're going to take a team photo. There's a dude in a, this is like what this area you're seeing here is like the, the self camping, like just walk in camping zone. Mm hmm. Some dude comes out hot, like probably on acid or something like that. And he's like crying. And he's freaking. It's like, oh my God. Just like orgasmically enjoying this uh, natural phenomenon that's, that's happening. And, you know, it was like a silver lining because it was like, holy crap, we're about to like enter some like real shit. But what an amazing double rainbow that's just emerged. And everybody's taking their photos and um and then brooke or uh andrew asks if uh brooke and i want a photo and i'm like yeah yeah we want a photo we want a photo and and then we took a photo show him the photo give me the photo i don't know if i have it you don't you don't have the photo i don't have it <laughs> you like said you prepared pre oh well okay well then prepare it <laughs> i have a video okay show him the video a pretty cool video so Pull it i realize like i should i just put it here yeah look at the ground man mm -hmm. absolute mud but there's a beautiful double rainbow before us <laughs> and like i have my shoes off i know we're about to just get so Three, freaking muddy two, you can see like splatters of mud every two seconds Get on it. the lens. Got it. One more? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh shit. shit. And then I asked the question. <laughs> what I asked, Brooke? Will you marry me? Very nice. Wow. Congratulations. Live on the pod. <laughs> no, it was live on the playa. Live on the playa. But we had to keep it a secret from you. Oh. Yeah, you gotta save it for the pod. <laughs> we save everything for the pod. Nice. That's exciting. So, I proposed to Brooke under the double rainbow in the absolute shit fest that was Burning Man 2023. <laughs> nice. And, uh, you know, it was a magical moment because... I just like, all right, turn that off. That's annoying. 
<laughs> like, we just smooch a million times. <laughs> They're not the smooches. Giggity. Uh, it was just like I, I I had a ring and I I kind of told you guys I hinted that maybe I would do it at Burning Man. I wasn't too sure though, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to make it about us and I didn't want to be like cheesy doing a Burning Man proposal and stuff. <laughs> I didn't know. I was overthinking it. But then mm-hmm. this happened, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, this is like. And, like I wanted Andrew to take a photo of the moment, but I didn't want to be like Andrew. I'm gonna propose. Like I want I wanted him mm. to be surprised too. Mm. So this was lining up to be like, oh, all right. Well, this is perfect. He's already asking for a photo. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect silver lining. What a great story. We're here, Burning Man. Like this is like, you know, the like epicenter of like artisticness and creative creativity. Like this is perfect for Brooke and I. And the double rainbow. So can't beat that. Yeah. Basically, I, like, we're, we're out there, and we're taking this group photo, and I'm like, shit, maybe this is the moment. I should probably do it. And I'm, like, overthinking. I'm like, maybe I won't do it. Maybe I'll just wait. And I'm like, oh, God, if I don't do it, I'm going to be, like, dying inside, and I'm going to kick myself, and I won't be able to tell anybody about it. So I, so Brooke, Andrew's like, hey, Matt, you want a photo with Brooke? I'm like, yeah, 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 one sec, one sec, one sec. And I'm, like, racing against the clock now before the double rainbow goes <laughs> away. So I go back to the RV. Brooke and Brody had already come out because they hear the hollering of like that dude on acid and, <laughs> and they hear like double rainbow and the team photo they miss the team photo but they come out despite me saying stay in the rv just stay clean they come out in their in their bare feet i go back to the rv i'm racing against time and i get there with my dirty boots and i'm like i either have to go into the rv with my super dirty boots and just fuck up the rv and then have mm. to pit, probably clean the rv for like two hours only five footsteps would probably take like two hours of cleaning because that mud is so awful. Or I just rip my boots off and then I, and which is like a lot of laces on those combat boots, mm-hmm. find the ring, get back out there in my bare feet and just like, you know, get muddy too. I chose the ladder and I just got muddy and I went out there. And then I was like, I'm not, uh, okay, I, I know what I, I have a little thing I'm going to say. And, and, uh, I felt pretty calm. And then the first word that came out of mind, I'm like, <laughs> start crying. And we start crying at each other. And then Andrew's like film taking photos and you hear him in the GoPro. He's like, Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. And then our, our, our friend Cecil from camp, he has like a 360 cam, which mm. we later learned he forgot to press record on. Nice. And he like walks in the frame. Crop <laughs> like, him out. We can use AI to like, yeah, to get him out of there. But yeah, and then we we did the thing and we come back to camp and oh, actually before that, Andrew goes back to the RV and he tells Brody, Matt just proposed to Brooke and Brody comes ripping around the corny, corner in her, in her bare feet again and she's like, why didn't you tell me you were going to do that? What? Oh my God, I'm so happy. And then we just have this amazing group hug and Andrew's filming it. We're all just bawling. And uh, yeah, it was pretty special. And then, and then we go into the tent, back to the group meeting. And then literally the meeting is like, all right, show of hands, who's willing to shit in a bucket? And then, and then literally it was like how to shit in a bucket tutorial after that. Mm. And, and Brooke and I are there like, like, like tears, like still kind of like the remnants of tears, like in our eyes. And, and one of our camp leads, she's like mouthing to me, did you propose? And I'm like, yeah. 
and she's like she stops the meeting she's like wait wait hang on can we just like uh, uh, uh just like have this moment for a sec like they just got married and i'm like <laughs> no we didn't get married i propose <laughs> and then it started this whole thing of people would come up to us in the week and they'd be like so you got married out here oh, and i'm like God. no 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 we we just i propose and they're like oh okay because i was wondering like how did you like do that like did you have like a minister or whatever and then like the next day someone would be like so you got married out here i'd be like no i proposed and be like dude it's the same thing and i'd be like yeah but it's really people not, keep it's not confusing it. it's really not the same thing and you can get married out in burning man sure. so i'm like oh people would definitely like, even my parents asked did you get married out there because they did and they knew the distinction right course i hope so yeah they're, they're they've married. done it <laughs> so it was funny because the first bar we went to they're like they're like oh you can get married up here and i was like oh interesting <laughs> but uh, oh because that was after yeah gotcha. so you want to tell them the ring mm -hmm. sure um so you mentioned that we went to the maynard's sale beforehand um you did mention to me Hey, all of the wedding rings are sold out. So you planted a seed there for me. Yeah, 2020 hindsight. Yeah. But yeah, you gave me a ring and... I went to the $5 jewelry department. And he stole it. And I didn't <laughs> pay for it. Nice. It, where? I put it in my pocket because she couldn't find it at the Maynard yeah. sale, the liquidation sale. So I stole Brooke's engagement ring from it, the Maynard sale. It's a, it's a $5 <laughs> ring. Nice. It's pretty, but it's... It's cheap. I've worn it for a week and it's already tarnishing. It's like making my finger green. So. Good metaphor. I didn't want to, I didn't want to spend money on something that Brooklyn likes. So yeah. I'm like, I, I think you, do. you did it well. Cause I don't know. I, I didn't know her ring size. Many ring. girls have particular taste and the chances of you getting it perfectly right is slim. Also, I thought it'd be <laughs> funny to be able to tell people that I proposed at Burning Man with a ring that I stole from a liquidation sale. <laughs> hey, but also May Maynard's, if you're listening, you overcharged Brooke uh, $9 on an item. So you stole mm. from Brooke first. Mm. So you actually owe me $4, okay? Yeah. That's how it works, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just spitting truth, okay? Spitting facts So over that here. could be the something borrowed from for the wedding. Borrowed. True. <laughs> True. Yeah. Permanently borrowed. Something stolen, something burned. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So we did that thing. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. Congrats. And now everybody's asking us like, so when's the date? And I'm like, Settle down. guys, we like just, Chill. we're That was my mom's second question. When are you guys getting married? I'm like, this literally happened an hour ago. That was my aunt's first question. Happened and an hour? Was she there? No. No. I, oh, I messaged her. Oh, okay. Okay. And then my mom asked me to pretty quickly. I was like, what? Guys, come on. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to... I could choose that quickly. Uh, Jason, do you have a date? No. Yeah. Years from now. It'll be a long time. Years? <laughs> years. Yeah, years. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is the first question people always ask. Like, yeah. anytime. It's old people like to know and be prepared. Yeah. Because yeah. then they can know when they have. And then all their friends are asking them that question too, and then they can relay the information. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I don't. I don't either. <laughs> Hey, I forgot to tell a, a embarrassing story of Santos. So when we met Rick Doblin, right? And Santos knows Rick Doblin, and I'm sure he's a fan, and he knows maps and the work of that organization and all that. But it was Andrew's first time meeting Rick, and we're out there on the playa. Or, I don't know, we, we just met him for the first time. <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, oh, hey, I'm Matt. Nice to meet you. Hey, yeah, I'm Rick. Andrew goes up. Andrew's like, 
Hi, I'm Rick. Oh, it's not me. I'm Andrew. Oh, oh, God damn it. I like to party. <laughs> oh, my. What the fuck? That's and, so good. uh,. Can't even write that, and uh, we, we've now immortalized that story forever. Sorry, Andrew. And he was so embarrassed by it, and <laughs> I was like, "Dude, no. don't worry, man. Rick's forgotten by it by now." But no! I haven't. <laughs> it's really, it's really not embarrassing. It's just you feel embarrassed in the moment, but it's not an embarrassing thing to do. Really. It's just so mm. funny because it's like, of course, it happened to like a you know very well known person, and like, well, that's why you're nervous. You have one thing to say. Yeah, but he was like, "Oh man, I w- I was gonna say hi, Rick. I'm Andrew, but then I said hi, I'm Rick." <laughs> <laughs> it was quicker. Yeah. It was less words. <laughs> so awesome. That's sick. Uh, I'm looking at our travel notes here. One of our other phrases to remember was when we're at the Iveson Ranch. Aren't you glad I explained what the Iveson Ranch was, everybody? Yeah, can you give us another twenty on that? <laughs> I could give you twenty on this. There was a dude. There was so there was a rat. Oh yeah, we didn't even explain. There was a mouse in our living in our RV, and I made a mm. elaborate mouse trap. We never caught it. We never mm. saw it again. It probably died in the playa. Probably leave no trace. Yeah, maybe it ran away with Diplo and Chris Rock. I don't know. Um, dead mouse. Oh yeah, yeah, dead mouse at the uh, trash fence. <laughs> nice one. We. Uh, we also had a rat at the Iveson ranch and the, dude, this rat was like brazen as our, as our campmates would say it, it was just like casually coming up to us and like it ran over my foot and stuff. It was disgusting. But then we also had, I hate my, I hate rats. We also had a family of three, not a family, I guess just three baby birds that had no mother and they were just kind of like skipping along, hopping along. It was clear they had nowhere to go. And everybody felt bad for them, and uh, and and we asked the owner of the ranch, what what, sh- what should we do? Should we like try to feed them or you know raise them? And she's like, I'll take them to the brick. And so mm. she just freaking murdered them. them. Just murdered them with a brick. Bought them a nice couch and uh, yeah, the brick uh, furniture store here. In <laughs> yeah, yeah. In her defense, she was saying. If they're doomed, if we, yeah, they're doomed. If we, if we touch them or try to move them, they're not going to find their mom and they're already dead. So, so they're all bricked up now. (laughs) (laughs) They're all bricked up. We've received some gifts too, uh, from our campmates, Noah, our friend Mm. from Hawaii, big Island. Uh, Mm. he's great. He made us this cordage and this, uh, Oh, what is it? Black serpentine. Uh, it's literally black rock. It's from black rock city. Okay. And, uh, yeah, uh, my second necklace gifted to me in my lifetime. And Brooke here has this bolo. Oh, bolo tie. From, nice. um, Christina, one of our camp leads. Mm-hmm. Just like the nicest lady ever, dude. Yeah. She's just, amazing. Just, just a sweetheart. Um, she made these. Yeah. She handmade this. It's a, yeah, a little ceramic pendant. A lot of the campmates know each other from a ceramic studio that they all go to and, and make pottery. Nice. Yeah. Uh, another thing we learned from these Californians, and I'm, I, I, I actually did this this morning, putting butter on my oatmeal. Delicious. You ever put a slab it. of butter on your oatmeal? Freaking uh, delicious. Man. Butter on mm. almost anything. Delicious. I loved it. Uh, Name a thing that wouldn't be improved by butter. Butter? No, that would no. be improved by butter. <laughs> butter, butter, yeah. Yeah, you're you're not you're not wrong there. Um, oh yeah, I also cooked like 50, 60 pancakes for our entire 
camp? Like, what were they shaped like? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see the shape. <laughs> what? Rainbow covered. Oh covered. yeah, no, they were normal pancakes. No, okay. Normal pancakes. <laughs> yeah, no, it was cool though. Like cooking for that many people. You guys know I like cooking, so mm -hmm. uh, it was fun to like get our hands dirty and like cook for those. It, it's just the easiest way to show love and like gift people out there to f feed people. I also have another note here. My playa name. Did you even have a playa name, Brooke? No. I had a few options, but nothing really stuck. My name is Jeff. You guys want to know my playa name? <laughs> okay, so early on at Iveson Ranch, um, one of our, our campmates, Luis, he, he was like, oh, man, you guys remember that show Zoom? Yeah, they, they spoke Ubby Dubby. Do you guys remember Zoom? No, I Dude, didn't watch it. I, I tell you, like 50-50 if people remember Zoom or not, but Zoom mm. was like a huge part of my childhood. It was a mm. PBS show. It was for losers. I was a loser. That's why you didn't know it, Jason. Mm. You were super cool. No, that's not true. And, check out. and I was like, oh, Zoom. I 100% know. And I was like, what about that riddle? Fanny Dooley. Fanny Dooley likes apples, but she doesn't like fruit. Why do you think that is? He's like, no, I don't know that. I never heard of that. I was like, really? Well, how about this? Fanny Dooley likes trees, but she doesn't like leaves. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is, guys? I don't even know what this, you're saying. This might be a, <laughs> it's Fanny Dooley likes feeding off each other, but she doesn't like podcasts. Why do you think that is for the listeners at home? If you know, leave us a speak pipe. Leave us a Fanny Dooley. Sound insane. Well, it's uh, currently past two hours in the podcast, so the <laughs> listenership is probably at like six. <laughs> no, man, they want to know. They want to know about Bernie Man. Or what is the? F okay, tell us what is. I this? can't tell you. Oh, for I won't be able to tell you. And don't Google it. Don't Jason's Google already. It. Go don't Google it. You oh wow! Freaking piece of oh, shit. Oh wow! Okay. Fanny Dooley. Fanny Dooley. Fanny Dooley likes Matt, but she doesn't like David. Why do you think that is? Oh, she's smart. Fanny Dooley likes Brooke, <laughs> but she doesn't like Jason. Why do you think that? Very is? smart then. She's the only way that you can like do the riddle is you have to give me like a Fanny Dooley likes something but doesn't like that. And then I will say correct or incorrect. So long story short, yeah. my playa name became Maddie Dooley because uh, all, all day long I was like, oh, Fanny Dooley likes this but doesn't like that. Sure and people love that. Dude, <laughs> Luis though. He spent like six days trying to figure this shit out. And mm -hmm. when it clicked, he was, he was very happy, man. And then he was just firing them off. And it's funny because you just see who's like clever uh, in camp. <laughs> Not and me. There were some I. people who got it like right away. I honestly like because of this riddle early on in my childhood, it, it kind of like it made me get more riddles because I knew mm. how to like look at things differently a little bit. Yeah, man, you just wouldn't get it. Once you go to Burning Man, you start doing Fanny Dooley, you see life differently. Once you watch Zoom as a six-year-old. <laughs> Fanny Dooley likes Zoom, but she doesn't like to watch TV. Why do you think that is? She's a fucking bitch. Fanny Dooley likes deer, but she doesn't like elk. Why do you think that is? I don't know what's happening. Fanny Dooley yeah. likes moose, but she doesn't like animals. Why do you think that is? I know there's some people who have got it. Brooke only got it because it was ruined. Someone was like, oh, is it because... And I was like, no, 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 no. And then it was ruined. I'm yeah. just too tired to engage with this right now. Fanny Dooley likes boobies, but she doesn't like breasts. Why do you think that is? Is it something like she likes the first thing, but doesn't like the second thing? It is yeah. something like that. Oh, okay. I think I know it, but I can't, I can't use give the me words. One. Give me one. Come on. It would be like Fanny Dooley likes 
the sun, but she doesn't like stars or something. Incorrect. Why do you Fanny think that Dooley is? likes sun, but she doesn't like. Incorrect. Wait, what? Ooh, now, <laughs> now I got gotcha. you. Fanny Dooley likes cookies, but she doesn't like uh, buns. Why do you think that is? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love a good riddle. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep this going all day. This is I'm after the podcast. Going. I'm gonna keep this going. You said you were going home. <laughs> Fanny Dooley likes. I don't know. Fanny Dooley likes our brand new Mahalo, my dude. Vodka inspired citrus mm-hmm. drink bottle. Hundred percent. Fanny right. Dooley likes chairs, but she doesn't like furniture. Why do you think that is? Incorrect. She doesn't. Fanny Dooley likes cheese, but she doesn't like dairy. Why do you think that is? Fanny Dooley likes chairs, but she doesn't like doors. Why do you think that is? Fanny Dooley likes doors, but she doesn't like chairs. Why do you think that is? Oh, uh, fuck. I'm right on the edge. <laughs> I'm edging right now. Brooke, give us one. Come on. Uh, Fanny Dooley likes moop, but she doesn't like garbage. What the fuck's moop? Moop is matter out of place. That's what they called trash uh, on, the, on the playa. Oh, all right, let's wrap it up with this. Uh, these guys in Burning Man, can you see it? Can you not? Brick, what do you think? Hmm. I, I, can, think I can see Jason. <laughs> I don't I know I about Dave. That. I feel very attacked. No, what? They're, no, no. They're, no, they're saying the opposite. They're like, yeah, Dave's, Dave's a fucking square. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're attacking Dave. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you've told me that you feel like the amount of people would be a little too much, and I'm kind of the same way. Where uh-huh. I definitely got a little overstimulated after I a while. I have social anxiety listening to half your stories. <laughs> Fanny con- Dooley like really got you. <laughs> I think Dave would be fine with the people. I think, Dave, you're fine at making small talk and all that shit. You'll, uh, you'll make it through. I think it's the, like, you'll get a little bit over. Like, you're basically going camping for, like, a week and a bit. But it's, like, very extreme camping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like you might get a little over it or something like that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you guys can both do it. Anybody can freaking yeah, I do mean, it. I mean, I could do it, but it sounds like a lot of, it's a big commitment. You have to really want it, I feel like. Yeah, I, and I do think that the best way to do it is you go with a camp or someone who has like gone before. So then they already have the infrastructure in place. You learn you know, everything you need to learn and then you can go back and you can try to do it your own way or you could try to camp, walk in camp and do it yourself and like learn like how you fucked up. And it's great because now that we've gone in like the torrential rain, it's like how much worse could it get? So we know what we would need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably, you probably experienced the worst version. Oh, and I, we didn't tell you about the coolest art installation that blew my mind. I was saying like it blew my mind in a way I didn't know I could see things like that. There was this green... We didn't even talk about the art at all. This is why I wanted to do a five-hour podcast with you guys. You really didn't need to give 40 minutes about the ranch. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Okay. This, there was this art installation. All it was was a post with a green line. The green line was like, you know, it was like three feet tall. Just like, like a green, painted line? A, gr- a green vertical light. Mm. Like a, kind of like a lightsaber. But it's, it's, it's up there. You're looking at it, right? And you just look at this thing, and you're like, what the heck is that? Okay. And then you look away, and you're like, wait, what the heck? And then you're like, oh, it's just a light. And then you look away, and you're like, what? And then every time you would look away in your peripherals, that light would stretch out into an image. Mm. The refresh rate of that light mm. was, was, I guess it was really quickly kind of like animating or changing so that when you looked away your vision would stretch that light into an image. 
So it would be like uh, you would see an eye or you'd see a man or you'd see like an arrow or something like that. And it was the trippiest thing. So we pull up to that art installation on the boat and then everybody, one person sees it, the next person sees it. Everybody's like, whoa, what the heck? And then you look behind at like 30 people in the boat and everybody's just uh, going like this with their head looking side to side, shaking their head left and right because they're all trying to see this thing. Mm-hmm. And it just blew my mind. Cause I'm like, I didn't know that our eyes could see like hidden messages just out in the open like that, right? And it, that's what I mean when it's like you start to see these like pieces of art that you're like, I didn't know that was possible in that way, right? Yeah. Like, literally, you didn't know that it's, the physics of that were possible. It's playing with the capabilities of human anatomy that most other things in your daily life wouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be any conventional reason to have something like that anywhere else. Exactly. Whoops, what, sorry. what was that? I don't know. And one of the thing, one of the other things was like you would see, like the the things that people would do with fire and propane was pretty impressive. Like every once in a while, you'd look up and you'd just see this perfect donut of black smoke just slowly rising up. Mm. Like, how did donut they make that <laughs> thing? I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's a lot of things like that where it's like, what? How is that possible? Someone just like devised the perfect scenario for this thing to happen, and they brought it all the way out here insane mm-hmm. i think you guys should uh consider going it'd be it'd be a really cool thing to do in your life i think like once you do it you it yeah don't you don't regret it you don't regret it yeah, i feel like you don't regret most things like that yeah i wouldn't regret it i feel like i've I've wanted to go for like years but it's it is the commitment where i'm just like fuck that's a lot of time and money and i got Stuff above it. But it's it's really not that much time. I don't think it's that much time at all. Like, you mean like literally being away for a week? Mm, Well, you were away for a while. Well, you don't have to do the week and a half thing that we did or the two weeks. But that sounds more fun. Oh, you can do that. It's great. Yeah. The the ranch? I mean, yeah, it's all the experience. How would you guys even be able to make this decision if I hadn't spent one hour on the ranch? (laughs) It's true. I, I had to tell you. About I didn't. The ranch. Que- I didn't question the time span. Oh, thanks, Jason. That makes me feel better. Yeah, it's I fine. Didn't, I didn't question anything. Yeah, Dave was internally <laughs> I questioning. <laughs> I saw those eyes rolling. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Sorry, it runs in my blood. It's my family. We tell stories. It's, I get on my mom's side. What, long-winded stories. Yeah, long-winded stories. But you don't do that thing too much, where it's like, oh no, and then I forgot this part, and you like keep backtracking. You don't really do that, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try not to. I've learned. I've learned from listening to my mother's stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like it's a mom thing. Is it a mom thing? Yeah, my mom's like that. We watched this uh, <laughs> this documentary on YouTube that was uh, filmed for a Vancouver filmmaker uh-huh. taking my parents to Burning Man. And also, if you want to know what Burning Man is, the best video that I've seen on YouTube is called Burning Man, the most unusual city on earth. I believe it's called. It's got 7 million views. It's fantastic. It gives you a really thorough like overview of like everything you can expect. I actually kind of wish I had watched it before mm. leaving, but at the same time, most of it was just kind of a surprise. So it's cool. But yeah, good times out there. And uh, some of the veterans at our camp that have been going for the ni- since the nineties, you know, I think it's a joke to say every year that, this will be the last Burning Man ever, but it seemed like they were serious this time. They're like, this is a disaster. This, I don't, 
we'll see what the BLM has to say about this and we'll see how much damage was done to the playa and how much garbage was left behind. Because mm. usually what happens is uh, the, the, the cleanup team, they get in a line and they walk the distance of the playa, pick up every item and they record one bottle cap two bottle caps and then they Jesus. clean they sweep the entire playa and then they'll they'll publicly release a report that says we cleaned up this many garbage bags bottle caps hairpins whatever bicycles so we'll see what that report is like this year but the amount of stuff that was abandoned is probably quite a lot higher than previous years because some people just had to completely just jet Leave. Yeah. yeah yeah but that also leaves more room for the uh the what do you call it like the people the scavengers Mm. like one of our camp members he's like i'm sticking behind and collecting e-bikes that were abandoned and we all laughed he's like no i'm serious i'm getting e-bikes sure cool man yeah <laughs> insane i actually met a dude at one of those bars that he's just he just flips burning man bikes that's his thing he said he was making like he made like ten thousand dollars last month just doing that what yeah how do you make get all those bikes out of there Insane. No, I don't I think he like gets it out of the I think he, he he gets them on Facebook Marketplace and he flips them as Burning Man bikes, right? Oh. He's not collecting the junk bikes. Oh yeah, that's just <laughs> like, just got like six hundred bikes. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Just taking advantage of people. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Jason, you would love the bike aspect. Like that's such a great aspect, you know, for us. Just the fact you're biking around everywhere. Mm -hmm. And because it's flat, it's like effortless. Yeah. Basically. It's super chill. And there's no need for an e-bike out there, in my opinion. There's definitely, you'll, there'll be a couple times where you have a headwind or like you want to get home a little quicker, but it's, it's best that you just have a normal bike. You don't need to be hauling ass out there. You just got to be, you know, enjoying your time, smelling the roses. Smelling the waffles. Smelling the dick waffles. <sighs> yeah. It was great. Missed you guys out there. I wish you guys could have been there. But, uh... You weren't, so you missed out. <laughs> and because of that, Fuck. I am richer and you are not. And I am a better man. That's so true. Fanny Dooley. Fanny Dooley. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fanny Dooley likes assholes, but doesn't like bums. Why do you think that is? Is it an A-B situation? Fanny Dooley likes butts, but she doesn't like bums. Why do you mm. think that is? I thought you guys get it. Honestly, I thought I thought Dave, you might get it. No, I'm stupid. Your man is stupid. Any other questions, guys? <laughs> you didn't What's have the Fanny Dooley joke? <laughs> I can't reveal it. Don't Google it. I'm, I'm not going to Google Fanny it. Fanny Googly it. To, to, Fanny Dooley likes Google, but she doesn't like websites. Why do you think that is? Are you saying that is? It's something about, I remember like the inkling of this. It's something about liking the first thing, but not liking the second thing. Mm -hmm. Fanny Dooley likes off, but she doesn't like on. Why do you yeah, think that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fanny Dooley likes when it's, when it's sunny, but she doesn't like the sun. Why do you think that is? I thought I already said that one. You said <laughs> no. No, I said sun and stars. <laughs> and then, oh, I love it. I love a good riddle. I need to like, Brush up, brush up on some new riddles. You used to buy those um, Mickey's beers that have riddles under the caps. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. are good. Except the beer isn't. No, I know. <laughs> You're just like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> but it's so fun. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this sucker up. All right. All right. Okay, if you're listening and you made it this far, thank you. We love you, each other. Thank you for sticking around. Yeah, congratulations. You are, How long did we go? Here. 
Whoa. That's a big number. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I can go for two more hours. I could. Pass. Dave's <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, and this is why Dave would have no patience for Burning Man. Yeah. I'm hungry. What? This didn't... line takes three hours. Bass. I didn't have we definitely, definitely fed off each other. Um, I, I thought you said you didn't. <clears throat> I thought you said you didn't want this to be your personality. What, the Burning Man thing? <laughs> yeah. It's too late. Is it my personality now? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You just want to get it, man. Yeah, you just don't get it. I'm going to put my glasses back on. Um, leave please, a speak pipe. Please buy a uh, leave a non mountain bottles. bike speak pipe. Yes. Ask for advice. I want advice. I think those are fun. Ask about Burning Man. Maybe people have questions. Yeah. I ask about Fanny Dooley. Yeah. Leave us Give a us Fanny a, Dooley. Don't leave us a fucking Fanny Dooley. <laughs> please leave us a Fanny Dooley. No. Also, also, um, I want people to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I just checked and we haven't had one in a long time. Fanny Dooley likes Apple, but she doesn't like iTunes. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Is it the first letter is like earlier in the alphabet than the second, the f- first letter of the second word? I don't know. Why don't you try one? Fanny Dooley likes the sun, but she doesn't like T-Rexes. Why do you think that is? I feel like it also has to be on the same subject. Oh, that's fucking Incorrect. Bullshit. Incorrect. Uh, Fanny Dooley likes bubbles, but she doesn't like uh, uh, spheres. <laughs> Why do you think that is? All right, I'm gonna shut this shit down. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye bye. We're fucking done. Bye bye. I'll be back. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye bye. Say bye, guys. Come on, say bye. Oh wait, wait, wait. No 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 no